Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dadon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Dadon Tolbert. This is our first show back uh, from a week-long uh, absence. So I can't really say absence because you guys have got an opportunity to uh, listen to the best of the Dadon Tolbert Show all week long while I was away on vacation. Had a great time down the shore with my family, my beautiful wife, my daughter, and um, it was very relaxing. I mean, I spent some time online, but um, you know, here and there. But you know, for the most part, I just really got a chance to unwind and 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 really kind of uh, I feel really rejuvenated. Uh, and you know, and you need that every once in a while, you know. So uh, so shout out to everyone who um, you know tuned in over the last week. You got an opportunity to hear some really, really, really classic shows. And when I say the best, I mean I, honestly, I I feel as though the last seven days, almost exactly, yeah, I believe seven days of live shows were, were the absolute best that we've ever done. Some of my personal favorite shows. We did the the special on on the Proverbs 31. We talked about UFOs and 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 giants and zombies and what the Bible says about them. We talked about the Book of Enoch. A lot of that stuff that a lot of people are still talking about. Um, just just uh, what else? What to do while waiting on your king? Waiting to be found by your king? Some things you can do to be proactive uh, in regards to finding love. So a lot of different different types of shows. I rebroadcasted the special on uh, the Trayvon Martin case where we talked about uh, racism and the legal system and, you know, justice and really what that means from a legal perspective. Uh, definitely some all-time classic shows um, over the last seven days. So I say all that to say if you if you missed any of those those nights, you know, as always, all shows are archived at datontolbertshow.com as well as on iTunes. And um, you can definitely, uh, you know, check them out at your leisure. This evening what we're going to do is, you know, obviously it's Sunday. You know, we're not usually live on Sunday nights. But, um, you know, I, I was I was tempted to do a live show last night. But, we, you know, we decided to, you know, wait, um, you know, until today. Because, you know, I want, you know, we got, you know how we do those first days back. You know, we got to clear the air. We got to talk about some, you know, hot topic, to, hot topics. And um, you know some advice questions and just overall different things that need to be discussed, and then we can start the the week off with some really uh, specialized shows. There are a couple of shows in particular that that you can look out for in the next couple weeks, really the next couple of days. To be honest with you, I want to do it. There's been a lot of talk over the ever since the Trayvon Martin situation um, about race. You know where there's been a lot of uh, racial uh, coverage you know, being put forth by the media, a lot of talk within the government, just, you know, surrounding race. And I want to I wanna talk about it. I want to, you know, we've been talking about it, but I want to do a special show specifically discussing race relations in America. And, and you know, I want to talk about stop and frisk. I want to talk about racial profiling. I want to talk about a little bit more about the verdict from a just but from a different perspective. You know, just also some things about what it means to be a black man in America. Because a lot of times, you know, you know, women and, and you know, they're not going to understand or even be aware of a lot of the things that African American men have to deal with uh, from a, a racial perspective. So we want to do a whole show. It's going to be a lot. You know, I want to. I'm, I'm still on the fence about this, but I want to do. I'm thinking about doing a show specifically on the the word nigger. 
You know, I was thinking about maybe, you know, should I include it in the race show? Because we're definitely going to do that. But I'm thinking I'm leaning more towards, even if it's just like an hour show, you know, just doing a show specifically about nigger. Because, you know, the N-word, nigger, nigger. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of different dynamics to to that word. And everyone's talking about it, but I wanna I wanna do my own little thing. I think I may have just decided. I think we're gonna give it its own its own show uh, one day this week. So definitely look out for that uh, because there's a lot to talk about with race and and that word and you know what it means to us, you know what it means to other races, and, you know and how they use it versus how we use it. So wanna definitely look out for that. A lot of a lot of good shows uh, and topics coming up over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Courtney, we were joking around earlier on. She, you know, she said, you know, it's gonna be one of those nights. She might not get a chance to talk too much, but it's it's all good. Courtney is here with us tonight. Courtney, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm good, Courtney. I feel great. <laughs> I don't even know why. I, <laughs> I feel excellent tonight. I feel really good. It's, there's so much that we're gonna talk about tonight, guys. Just understand that. You know, if anyone, if you guys are, you know, used to listening to the show, if you're fans of the show, you know, historically, you know, the the first day back, the first live show back after any amount of, you know, uh, an extended layoff where we're not live is always one of the more, this is the best shows, you know, just because we're excited, we're hyped, there's so much to talk about. So that's what we're going to do tonight. I, I, I put a uh, the title of, of tonight's show up as, he he'll hit right he'll have sex with me but why won't my man commit and and that's you know i i specifically wanted to do this topic you know tonight but really more so this period of time that you know august you know the end of the summer this is a time when we see a lot of uh spring or you know spring and summer romances or flings they tend to come to an end around this period of time. You know, the the spark is going. People are now transitioning into, you know, from summer to finding that woman who they're going to be with or deal with from the, the months of, I say, around November, really late October to up until February, March. And, you know, and there's it's usually not that same person from the, the season or the months of, you know, uh, April, May, June, July, you know, throughout the summer. There's like the summer fling, then there's like a little bit of a layoff. People are kind of just chilling for a couple of months, and they find that, you know, that, that, that cutty buddy, if you will, for the cold winter months. Courtney, you know anything about that? <laughs> they call it yes, cuffing I, season. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, the cutty buddy in the winter time, so yeah. that's something I can definitely um, relate to. So you weren't the, the 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 spring fling type of person, the summer summer romance. No. It was more. No, I was the person in the the winter. Um, yeah, I was the person that they had sex with in the winter. Um, somebody they laid up with, you know, in the winter time. That was me. It's interesting too, and I'll tell you, we're gonna keep it real tonight. We're gonna keep it honest, but but that's tonight's topic. But you know, I say that. To say that, you know, even though that's what one of the major things we're going to talk about is specifically why, how, what, what determines that? Like Courtney just said, she wasn't the the, the summertime, you know, person who who they they flocked to, who they, 
you know, crept with over, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning when it was still 80 degrees out, 90 degrees out or whatever. But she was the one they laid up with in the warm winter months. And we're going to talk about, there's a lot to that. That that can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. Well, it's, it's never a good thing if you're being used in any manner. But there's there are specific reasons that will determine what type of jump off you will be. Right? See, we always talk about, okay, how not to be a jump off, how to know when you are a jump off when you're not. But we don't spend a lot of time talking about the various types of jump offs, the differences between a jump off, a booty call, a friend with benefits, a cutty. But you know what I mean? These are, they're all different things, and those women serve totally different purposes. So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit later on. Courtney, and that's not even in my outline for tonight. So, Courtney, make sure you remind me a little bit later on just to touch on just in case I go crazy and I totally forget about it and we're talking about something because that's, that's important. You cool with that? Yeah. I mean, I'm just in shock kind of. I didn't know it was like a, a jump-off classification system. Like I didn't know it really was a difference between somebody in the summer and someone in the winter because it was the same thing. It's still sex. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Absolutely! Yeah! Yeah! We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll definitely talk about the different the different types of jump offs in regards to why men don't. Because none of them are getting committed to. If you notice, the booty call doesn't get a commitment. The jump off doesn't get a commitment. The friend with benefits never gets a commitment. You know. So we're going to talk about. You know. Obviously, none of them are going to get committed to. But what's the reason for that? Why have sex with them? And a lot of women are asking. They're scratching their heads. Because, I mean, most women can relate. I mean, who, this is 2013. Most women have at one point been one of the above, a jump off a booty call, friend with benefits, something. They, you know, like, let's just be honest. You have. You, every person you've had sex with was not somebody you were in a quote-unquote relationship with, and it darn sure wasn't someone you were married to. So let's, you know, let's just start, you know, let's cut the crap. Let's start being, you know, being honest. Put the guard down. You know, a young woman used to play around. She's like, look, I'm not attacking you, Dana. She said, you can put your shield away. Put your sword down. You know, you don't have to be defensive. You know what I mean? Just, you know, and that's that's what this show is about. There's so many different things that you see, and, you know, I don't even spend a lot of time on the haters and the psychos, but, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people, they, they, are afraid, you know, when they hear certain things, it, it hurts them so much that they say, wow, I can relate to that. And so as a result of being able to relate, it doesn't make them feel good. So as a result, they put the guard up, and then even after when they're when the guard is up and they feel as though they're being attacked, that's when they attack back. But the reality is you don't have to attack because you're not being attacked. We're here to help. This show right here, understand, guys, in case you're new, you know, I know we've been going for a week, but understand this is the not only the realest show in the world, but it's the only show in the world that is specifically dedicated to helping black women, period, helping black women. That's it. Helping black women overcome adversity, find love, you know, uh, get closer to God. You know, and somebody said, well, what about race? I mean, what about other women? Don't worry about other women. I'm not worried about other women. I'm specifically worried about my women. African American women. A young woman in another group. She said that uh, you know she knows she doesn't know me personally, but she knows that I have a genuine passion for helping women, and that should be clear to everyone. So that's what we're going to do tonight. In a, you know, amongst many other things uh, tonight. So we'll talk about that. What else can we talk? about? Can I talk about my vacation for a little bit, Corey, before we go too crazy tonight? Sure, I, I like to hear about it. 
look, I'm gonna tell y'all something. If you're if you're anywhere on the East Coast, all right, I would recommend you know, and you you know, you like going to the beach, you're a beach person. I would recommend a lot of people you think of, you know, they go to Atlantic City, Ocean City, uh, where else? A lot, you know, some other places. I would really recommend going checking out Rehoboth Beach. That's where we went. And it's in it's in Delaware. And it's a lot of people don't really know about it, you know what I mean? You don't hear people talking about it too much, but it's you know, it's a great boardwalk, it's very family oriented. You know, you got your outlets right there, every store you can think of for I mean, all just it's like one of the biggest nicer outlet you know, chains stretches several miles down the road. So you got your outlets, you got your your boardwalk, you obviously got your beach. You know, we had a nice little uh, you know hotel that was not too far from the beach. So very relaxing. You know, in the month of July for me, it, you know, going into August is always great. You know, you got my uh, my anniversary. We just celebrated three years on July 10th. You got your uh, my my daughter's birthday. You know what I'm saying, which is which is in July. You know, my wife's birthday is in July. So it's just a really great time. You know, we always take that vacation, and it's a time for me to just unwind. So I just want to share that with you guys. And if there are any, a lot of times you hear people saying, and we'll talk more about this as we talk about talk about Jocelyn and, and the whole Stevie J marriage situation. But a, a big problem in today's society is that. You know, you see, you don't see a lot of positivity. You don't see a lot of positive images of marriage or even love for that matter. And so, and you haven't experienced a lot of, you know, you haven't, most people haven't experienced love, period. You know, if you're, if you're single, you haven't experienced love. Because if you look at the biblical definition of love, what is, I mean, love is, love is all those things. Love, patient, kind, you know, everlasting. God is love. It's never ending. So if you're saying, well, I used to be in love with someone that you, you weren't in, that wasn't love, you might have had a soul tie based on the sex that you guys were having. You might have had emotions for that person, but it's not love. Love doesn't end. True love never ends. Really research the, the what the biblical. Now, if you're speaking from a worldly perspective, then I you know, I don't got nothing for you, you know. But if you're speaking from a biblical standpoint about what love is, and it's okay. Let me just say that it's okay. If you've never been in love, most people haven't. You you think you have, but I can tell you right now, if you're single, you've never been in love. Is that not a deep? Is that is that pissing some people off? You think right now, Courtney? It probably is, but it's needed. You know, people do need to hear the truth in order to you know change and do what they need to do, so they won't be single anymore. That's it, that's it, right? I mean, just you know, it's a lot of psychos out there. It's a, I mean, you know, I mean, seriously. I posted a picture of me, uh, uh, you know, on vacation. We had a jacuzzi in the in the bedroom. I'm literally, you know, watching TV in the jacuzzi. Have my cell phone on a towel next to me, chilling, and I'm debating with psychos. Like you gotta be, and that's entertainment for me. Like literally in the jacuzzi debate. Like when I when y'all I picture y'all, so I'm like in the jacuzzi. And people are like mad, and a lot of it wasn't even in my group or anything like that. But it was like I'm, I'm in several other groups, and I spent some time researching for fun, you know, other groups. And well, a couple of things I want to say about that. One thing that I'll say just before my, my original point in, in bringing that up was that somebody mentioned, and a lot of people, a couple of people have said this, and I, I don't really talk about it publicly, and I don't feel like I need to, but just for the heck of it. Somebody in particular, like I said, many people have said, Courtney, 
See, well, Courtney always agrees with you. She never disagrees with you. This is a show where, you know, every, you just want people to just agree with everything you say. Anyone who says that, I can guarantee, doesn't know me and they don't know Courtney. Okay, that's the, just understand that. First of all, that's not true. Courtney and I disagree all the time. But, you know, but in fun, like, you know, just debating different things. But that's neither here nor there. But when it comes to this show, see, me and Courtney are friends. You guys, so if you're friends with somebody, you're not going to always agree on everything. But see, that's, that's neither here nor there. But when it comes to this show, okay, you're not going to hear a lot of debating. Guess what? You never heard a lot of debating with me and Gerald. You never heard a lot of debating with me and Courtney. You never hear a lot of debating with anybody in me on this show. Why? Because I like to surrounding myself with yes-men? No, of course not. Because I don't, you don't even hear callers calling in disagreeing like that. Why? Because this show is done from a biblical perspective. You guys understand? I'm not, I, I don't say anything that's incorrect. Do I, am I saying I know everything? Do I, you know, I never make, no, I'm not saying that at all. But you tell me if I've ever given bad advice. You tell me if I say something that would require Courtney to disagree with me, you know, I'm just saying. And if you feel like you wanted to call in and we can talk about it, then the phone lines are always open. So I just wanted to touch on that. Courtney, I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard that. Uh, she never, she ne- you know what I'm saying, she never disagrees. What's up with the psychos? <laughs> yeah, I, I've definitely heard that before, and I've had words with people um, in regards to that, but it's I mean it's kind of it's obvious what's going on I think that um you know when they saw me added to the show like a female perspective they were like oh okay great but even more so they wanted a woman to come onto the show that would co-sign their sinful behavior and that's not something I'm going to do or I'm willing to do so I mean that sounds like a personal problem you know on their end because you know we you and I we're great on the show together and there's no need to be constantly bickering and debating it's nothing to debate about <laughs> you know what I mean that's what it is and I like what you said co-signing sinful behavior all right, that's what's going on here. That's what people are wanting wanting to do or wanting us to do. And what you know, and it's just it's very few people. The vast majority of people love the show. You know, they listen to the show, whether it's secretly or publicly. But everyone really deep down loves the show. You know, anyone who doesn't, you know, is clearly not. You know, their relationship with God can't be where they want it to be because we're speaking from a biblical perspective. You know, and so that's just how that goes. One of the other things I was going to say earlier is that, like I said, I spent a lot of time in some other groups. And I just want to say how thankful. I don't. I really don't get a chance to say this as much as I would like to, as much as I need to. But I'm very thankful for the friends of the Dayton Tolbert Show group. Because I got kicked out of a couple groups, you know, over the, <laughs> this past week. <laughs> you know, I mean, literally, it's, it's not the first time, but it's always interesting to watch the dynamic of of these other groups, and I'm I'm a member. I'm I'm in like if I try sometimes I think if I, somebody tried to add me to a group, it probably would say Dayton's a member of too many groups. So I I do what I do in a, like, the posts you see. I post them in all types of groups with eight thousand members, five thousand. That's one of the reasons why our membership, you know, our listenership is so high, and the show has spread because you know so many people in different parts of the world, the country, know about you know they see these posts, they see this advice and. You know, one of the things that I do, I guess my point is, I post the same stuff everywhere. 
you the same thing that you guys might see where you are, get a hundred thumbs up. I was posting the same thing and people want to debate about it and they want to attack me for the same exact thing that other people will give literally a hundred two two hundred thumbs up. And I'm like, Wow. And so it got to and one group I'm not gonna put the name of the group out there, but one group in particular, even the administrator was like, Yo, you you have been warned. I'm like, What? I've been warned. I'm like warned for what? He's like, if you can, constant uh, uh, infractions will lead to you being removed from the group. I'm like, removed from what? I'm posting biblical scriptures and dating and relationship advice. People are choosing to comment on my post. How, what 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 did I do? You know, and it, you know, no, of course there was no answer to that. And you know, we know what that means. So eventually, I was removed for quote unquote starting drama. I'm like. Wow, and it, it's it's when you look at the, you know, what the Bible says about how there will be adversaries when you're living your life for Christ. There will be adversaries, you know, adversaries. There will be objections and objectors, and you know, just haters and and people who don't want to see you succeed. Liar people will lie on you and speak false truths and all types of things. And I'm really not. I mean, this is nothing. New. I've been doing this for over ten years, but you know, it's always interesting to see how people will. When, when you venture out, when you look at Christ even, you know, when he ventured out from his comfort zone, you know what I'm saying? Like it was it was always there were always haters. There were always there was always negativity. And and I, was, I just want to encourage everybody because I, I, I even I found myself when I was I did a lot of self-reflection. And I was like, wow, you know what? You know, a lot of my posts are on my page in my group. You know what I'm saying? And. Amongst my supporters But that's not what we're here for So I ventured out You know, and I'm trying to save souls I'm trying to help people who need help I don't want to just preach to the choir But then, you know, in doing that I help, you know, we got some new members And some new followers and things like that But there was also a lot of hate I'm talking about insult. I'm not going to get into all the, I mean, name calling And insults and just objections And people just picking for no reason I mean, even the Biblical scriptures, people are saying little smart stuff, and it just goes to show you there's so many groups and so many forums out here that are literally modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah talking about sex. And, and even if you look at my group, some of you who are in there, you eat, you can even see the spiritual warfare that exists. You know, you see, what am I talking about? I'm talking about people who you, who went from being passionate in a in a in a biblical group, a, a Christian group, to to being attacked such that they're not even in the group anymore. How many people have we seen come and go, come and go, come and go? You think that's a coincidence? But these people are still. So it's it's not the content, it's not the drama that they have an issue with. It's the spiritual warfare. It's the devil talking to them, telling them, "Oh, you should just leave that group. They're hypocrites." Da 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 da. But yet they'll go to another group where all they do is talk about sex. All they do is, I don't even allow cursing in my group. I don't allow any crazy talk. But these people will go to other groups. We could do a whole show just on Facebook groups and the the level of ridiculous behavior that goes in on there. You know, people talk about judgment. I mean, so much stuff that goes on that people will subject themselves to, but they will leave, in my, what is, in my opinion, the the most genuine and positive group on all of Facebook Because I'm a member I, There's no group I mean you can search yourself You will never find a group Like the Friends of the Day Non-Tolbert Show group where, there's, where it's totally positive 
and they keep it as real as we do about certain issues. That's the difference. They're Christian groups, but they don't keep it as real. And the groups that do keep it real, they aren't speaking from a biblical perspective. So I just want y'all. I, I say all that to say, I really love the group. I love the people in it. And I'm talking about you know the main people. Obviously, you're gonna have your you know your lurkers and people who just observe. But even they're observing for a reason. They're not leaving. They're staying because they too enjoy what they're seeing. And so I just want to say, you know, I appreciate that. Corey, any thoughts on that? I know, I know I'm speaking a lot, but that I just, I've been wanting to speak on that for a while now. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was just going to say, yeah, I really I enjoy the group because it's been it's been such a blessing to me. It's just like great. You know, we're we're like a family, really, you know, and it's a great place for us to interact and you know, um it is unfortunate that like you were saying, like, you know, I I see that spiritual warfare too. I mean, we all go through it. Um, but it's unfortunate, you know, I've seen people come and go and um, you know, I just have to, you know, continue to pray for those people because it, it's been people that have been very positive and, you know, shining their light. And, um, you know, you just have to pray for, just have to pray for people. Yeah, and, and the thing about it, I just want to emphasize that you'll be fine as long as you don't start living for God. You will be, you will go from being, I, had, I used to have so many friends. I can't really call them friends, but so many people that I was cool with. Like, I mean, my phone was ringing every night, you know, going to the parties and the clubs and road trips and different things. You know, you will have a lot of friends. You will be very popular. You actually most likely won't really have any attacks or very few spiritual attacks when you're not living for Christ. I mean, family and friends, I mean, you'll just be surrounded by people. And you really look at people. You know, who are living that life, and you can kind of see that they're surrounded. I can almost guarantee, and I'm not judging anybody, but I can almost guarantee you, you know, I'll tell you, and I will confirm that with what the scripture says. But, when, you know, you won't, when you're living for Christ, people who are not living for Christ are not going to want to be around you. So naturally, people are going to start hating. People are going to start, you know, distancing themselves from you. But that's a good thing. It will get you to the point where you will feel lonely. You know, which, which is also okay. That all—all all that means is that you have to then become begin to surround yourself with positive people, and that's where building and developing intimate relationships comes into play. You know, and that's what I've done. That's what Courtney has done. And then you will find yourself surrounded by the right people. You know, one of the things that the scripture says about that. You know, I posted something online earlier uh, in the week about uh, Jay Z, Beyonce, and Barack Obama. Now, with these three people, you have arguably, right now in 2013, the three most popular people in the world, certainly in this country. Understand that. The most popular entertainer, you know, Beyonce slash Jay-Z, you know, the richest couple, you know, from a financial standpoint, from a social standpoint, an influential standpoint. I mean, arguably the three, you know, Barack Obama, worldwide celebrity, everyone loves him. You know, that a lot of people say, wow, that's a great thing. But this is what the word says about that. It says, you adulterous people. And you know, different translations use different words to describe that adulterous people. You know, you foolish people, you idiots, you fake people. Don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy 
of God. If that's not the deepest scripture I've ever heard in my life, I don't know what is. That's in James 4.4. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. So you just, in a lot, this is where the judging comes in. Everyone says, you're judging. No, I'm not judging anyone's relationship or friendships. This is what the word says. It's not judging when you can back it up with scripture. The Bible says, Jesus Christ, God himself says, that if you are friends with the world, and that's, you really got, and one of the, uh, the, the shows from over the past week that we aired for the Best of the Day Don Talbert Show week was, who and what do you stand for? The word or the world? One of the best shows of all time in our six-year history. Check that out if you missed it during the, uh, over the past week. But that's a decision you have to make because you can't do both. And a lot of people, they, they're surrounded by friends, and their friends are living for the world, and they're living for the world. Well, then that doesn't just mean that they're, they've backslid or they've fallen off or they're not as close to God as they want. That's what they want to believe. Oh, I just got to get my relationship. No, 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 no. Understand, this is what the word says. The word says you're an enemy of God. But then how are you? That's crazy, Courtney. You're an enemy of God. And then people have the audacity to wonder why they're not being blessed with love when they're an enemy of God. Is that not crazy? I mean, I'm just asking. That's, That's crazy to me. Well, I mean, but it's the truth, and we we see that um, a lot in the Bible, like various scriptures, you know, talking about, you know, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. So, I mean, that is is very true, and and I couldn't see it when I was very much so in the world, but now it makes so much sense. Man, that's that's deep right there. Cause, see, because I I never viewed my because I was one of those people like you just said you 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 too, me myself. I used to view myself as okay. Well, you know, I'm I'm not where I want to be. You know, we we will sugarcoat it, but nobody really wants to think of themselves as an enemy of God. But that's what that's what we are. When you're not living for God, you're an enemy of God. I, I, don't give me don't give me preaching. I'll, I'll talk about that all night. Uh, you know, but it's real. So think about that. Think about that, uh, and then look at some of these celebrities. I, there was I don't I don't follow it, but I know there was some type of Beyonce concert. She's doing a world tour, and you know, I know she came to Philly and some other places. People are, the level, I mean, people are excited. I mean, grown women. I'm talking about 45-year-old women, 30-year-old women, 35-year-old women, literally excited and going crazy about the fact that Beyonce is coming to their city, and they went to the concert, uploading Instagram pics. I mean, just craziness. I'm like, yo, like how? I mean, this is someone who is an enemy of God. You understand that? This is someone who makes a mockery of, of Jesus Christ and Christianity as a whole. You know, all of them. And this is someone who you're not just going to the country, but you're excited about this stuff. And it, it's, it's, to me, it's amazing. You know, I mean, forget the fact that her ideologies and, you know, the things she sings about, the lyrics, and just, you know, just everything about her is, is the exact opposite of what a godly man would look for in a wife. I mean, forget it from a, a relationship or dating standpoint, but just from a spiritual standpoint, that's like really messing people up. Their love for Beyonce. You can't love Beyonce and love love Jesus Christ at the same time. I mean, this is someone who calls herself I am, for God's sakes. I mean, she calls herself God. How, you know, so clearly you don't want to, that's not the direction you want to go. But, you know, people who are 35, 40, 25, whatever, questioning why they can't find a man but they love Beyonce. How the heck are do you? I mean, Beyonce is the 
the worst possible example of a woman ever shown in entertainment. And people have the audacity to wonder why. And you love her, and you're trying to be like her. Why people don't want to date you and take you? It's like, like, are you crazy? Nobody, nobody wants to marry Beyonce. I'm a man. I know what men want. We talk about this stuff. I would never marry. You look at my wife and look at Beyonce. They're complete opposites. Complete opposites. Everything about them is opposite. People, women are out here trying to be Beyonce, and it's like they don't even. Let me tell y'all something real quick. I want to tell tell y'all a couple of stories. And please don't take offense to this. But if you do, you do. You know what I mean? That's not an issue. But I mean, please don't though, because it's not. And I don't. I really don't mean this in an offensive way. But I'm down the shore. Now, understand. I don't know if you've ever been down there, Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. It's a. It's primarily all white. Like that beach was white. You know, I mean, we were like one of the only <laughs> black families on, which is cool. I had, you know, me. I had no. I looked for white people. You know, I had no problem with white people. You know what I mean? Like that's where I like to be. You know, I don't, we'll talk more about that when we on a race show. You know, I don't need any crowd. I don't need to bring my gun. You know, let me just let me stay in the car. You know, but that's a whole other thing. But so we're down there at the beach, and we're chilling, and, and it was it was very interesting. You know, I, there were a lot of women down there. Obviously, they were on the beach. You're seeing a lot of bikinis, a lot of bathing suits, a lot of just, you know, skimpy. Not I don't want to say skimpy, but just beach attire. Which is not going to be a lot. It's hot, you know. It's the beach. But as much skin, I'm just being honest with y'all. Understand this. As much skin as we saw, and my wife will tell you the same thing. It, it did not. It didn't look. These women, they they did not look slutty. I didn't see a lot of slutty, sluttiness. Didn't see a lot of whorish behavior. I didn't see a lot of sexual... And these are women in bathing suits and bikinis and, you know, just chilling. But it's like when you go, when you get around us, you know what I'm saying, ladies? You see a lot of... They might not even be naked like you're in a, in a bikini, but it's a lot of sexual innuendo and vibes being put forth. There shouldn't you understand you you shouldn't that, that should not be the case, and you I'm just saying that to say ladies, and the men are talking about this stuff. We are not looking. It's not tonight's show is all about why he won't commit. Why will he have sex with you but not commit to you? Well, you've got to look at how are you presenting yourself. Are you coming off like a hoe, or you know some type of sex pot, you know, or a respectable woman? It's not about a lot of women are saying well. Well, these men like white women. No, no, it's not that we like white women. It's that we want a respectable woman. And unfortunately, we don't see a lot of respectable black women in the black community. So a lot of these men are dating outside of the black community, not because they like white or Asian or, you know, whoever, but because they they are seeking respectability, amongst other things. But respectability is a huge part of it. And I'm I'm co-signing this. You know, me, I feel like I hit the lottery when I found my wife who clearly respects her body, you know, but obviously is a, you know, brings a lot of things, you know, great things to the table. But the main thing, she respects herself and she loves God. And you have to be that woman. And that is rare in the black community. Courtney, am I, as a black woman, have I said anything that is an incorrect assessment of either the white or the black community? Hold on, real quick, before you answer that, because I don't want anybody to take, it, to take that the wrong way. Am I saying that there aren't white hoes out here? There are not white sluts out here? No, I, I'm not, of course there are. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying I don't see them. 
But I'm saying, if you want to sit back and compare in 2013, who do you see more of every day out here in your everyday travels? You're going to see a lot of a, a, a huge number of a uh, of, of hoes and women who clearly don't respect their bodies in the black community. What are your thoughts on that, Courtney? Well, and I agree. Um, I agree with that. You know, there is um, there's a lack of respectability um, with you know many black women, and I, I see it. You know, in my daily travels, you know, when I'm going to work or whatever, I always see that um, through their attire. It's always just I don't know what the word I want to say. Ridiculous. It's just so obvious that. Um, you know, these women are searching for attention. And that just lets me know that, you know, it, it goes deeper. You know, there are some, some issues that have not been dealt with, you know, attention maybe that they didn't receive from their father or an ex they're still not, you know, over or it, whatever. But it, it's sad that, you know, we and, – and I'm I'm one of those people. At one point I used to dress that way. You know, I felt like I had to get that attention. And it's like you don't need to do that. It, it'll get you attention, dress but it won't way? get – Dress what um, way? Well, let me let me say, um, you know, I would wear tight dresses, um, you know, well, how, maybe show. What's that called? Just real quick, what's that called? Freakum dress. You used to dress like a hoe. Yes, I, I used said, to dress like a hoe, Daydon. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> that's what I want the people to hear. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of sugar coating out here about that specifically. Just say, you know, I used to dress like a hoe. And that's. I have a lot of respect for Courtney because that's the that's the difference right there. A lot of women, most women, specifically black women, you know, will not say I used to dress like a hoe or I was a hoe. And I think that's the beginning of change is when you become comfortable enough and, and secure enough to say, hey, look, you know, I'm not where I, where I want to be. I used to be a hoe. You know what I'm saying? I had no problem. I used to be Stevie J. You know, that's the reality of it. Most women love loving hip-hop, and we'll talk about them for a little bit, because they can relate to being a hoe like K. Michelle or done wrong by like Mimi, right, or done dirty by Stevie J. And most men like it because they can relate to being Stevie J and playing with women's emotions. You guys, I used to do, like, that whole proposal thing, that whole, you know, playing you know two women against it, that was like one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen on television, it's so much so that you would even think it's fake, but I, I, and I only reason I don't think it's fake is because I've done it myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not on that level as far as proposing the two, but not nothing crazy like that. But just playing two women against each other, I've done those things. Bill Bellamy and How to Be a Player, I used to do those things. Me and my friends, I tell this story all the time. We used to literally have house parties, and all of us would invite every single woman we were having sex with, every single woman we were dating or talking to or dealing with, or stringing along, and we'd all put them in one room together. A lot of people say, why the heck would you do, even men, they're like, why would you do that? Just because, it doesn't matter. People say, well, Stevie J, why why would you have Jocelyn and Mimi in the same room and give them both rings at the same, just because. There are very few men who can relate to that. I can, I'm not proud of that, but I'm just saying, we got to start keeping it real. If I can admit that I've been Stevie J, please don't deny that you've been Mimi or Jocelyn at some point in your life. You know, and that's the beginning of change. Sorry to cut you off, Courtney, but you know, we got. I just wanted to keep it real real quick. 
No, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. (laughs) You know how I get on these on these first nights back. Yes, I do. We'll take calls tonight too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll take calls tonight. Six four six two zero 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 three six six. This is going to be somewhat of like a uh, you know an ask data on advice edition. You know, welcome back edition. You know what I mean? A Sunday night live edition of the show. You know, uh, let's. Uh, I, want to, I want to talk some more about, but that scripture is crazy, though. You know what I mean? You know, if you're living for the world, you're doing something wrong. If you're liked by the world, if you're super popular, you're doing something wrong. Because the word clearly says, when you when you're a friend of the world, you're you're an enemy of God. You know, can we talk about? I see a lot of uh, a lot of posts, a lot of talk. About quote unquote Christians, and you've you've got to be pretty bold to to step out. And, and you ever see? I mean, Courtney, you, we've seen some of that in the group. You Christians really crack me up. Well, if, if you're referring to you Christians, what the heck are you? You know what I mean? Like, if you're not a Christian, what are you? You know, I mean, if you if you practice no religion, if you don't have God in your life at all. You know, see, at least let me just cause we got to talk about this stuff. I'm so sick. I, it was like killing me. I loved being on vacation. I loved being with my family. But it killed me to not to be able to discuss some of this stuff that I was hearing, some of those ridiculous things. I'm just like, yo, I can't wait to be live again. Because you got people saying, well, Christians this, Christians that. Well, at least Christians love Jesus Christ and have no problem admitting they're a Christian who loves Jesus Christ. If you're saying you don't love Jesus Christ, well, then who do you love, Courtney? Satan. You love Satan, and you're living for Satan. If you're not living for God, you're living for the world, and the world is the devil's. The world is the devil's playground. Heaven is for is for God, but the world is evil. That's why people ask, they, well, if there's a God, why does he allow stuff to happen? This isn't for God. I mean, he can give blessings. But ultimately, this is this is a sinful place. This ain't heaven. Otherwise, if there was no nothing bad, what, you know, what would be the significance of heaven? You know, what would be the significance of hell? You go to either heaven or hell based on how you conduct yourself here on earth. See, a lot of people they're not looking at the big picture. They're thinking they want their reward here on earth. You know, that's why this whole satan, which is a totally satanic way of thinking. You know, do as thou wilt. Live for now. Everything is live for now. So they're saying, you know, YOLO. You only live once. No, you don't live once. You have either. You're going to live twice. Trust me. You're going to have a second life. One way is not you only live once. The Kardashians, the Chloe, they kept saying it like 10 million times on, on uh, Keeping Up With Kardashians. Oh, YOLO. YOLO. Oh, Drake. These people throwing up 666 talking about something. YOLO. That's a satanic model right there. It's not, you don't live once, you're either going to live in heaven and have eternal life in heaven after you die here. Here is the first life. The second life is either heaven, the second life is either hell. So no, trust me, it's the exact opposite of what the Bible says. You're going to have a second life, I promise you that, one way or another. You understand that? So if you're, I mean, I'm, just, I'm speaking to the non-Christians out there. I don't care if you're Muslim, Hindu, you know, uh, whatever you are. Atheist, agnostic, you're going to hell. Now, you know, are you judging? No, I'm not judging. That's what the word says. 
No, it's not about it's about you know white and black. To open up your Bible, it says right there, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, for those who believe in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. But that's the key word there. You have to believe in Him. If you believe in Him, then you're a Christian. So if you're saying you Christians, well, that, then you don't believe in Him. That's not true. You once you believe, you become a Christian. So you can't talk about Christians and still believe in Christ. And if you don't believe in Christ, then you're going to hell. I mean, it's like one plus one equals this isn't rocket science, people. So I mean, be very so I, you know I I see everything. I see the smart comments. I say I see little things. But you're not playing me. You're not playing the people in the group. You're playing yourself because you're going to be in hell. You better hope you, you better look both ways before you cross that street. Because if you get hit by that car, you're going straight to hell. That's a scary thought. People are pissed off at me right now, Courtney. They're like, yo, I thought you were talking about, you know, uh, sex. Nah, no, we're talking about a lot of stuff. But this is what's important, heaven or hell. What do you think about it? Any thoughts on that before we keep moving? I mean, it's you know, I've seen it, um, you know, in the friends group. Even in each woman, I've seen it, you know, People who are, um, you know, just feel, I mean, they're just caught up in that, that worldly, sinful lifestyle and just saying, oh, you Christians, or what I've heard, um, I've been called the Jesus freak, you know, all those things. And it's just like, it's it's so absolutely ridiculous. And it's like, they don't even think it's a problem with making those statements. And I mean, it's all you can do is really just pray for those people because, you know, no one... Um, I, I just don't feel like it should be that type of thing where you feel like you have to attack people and, and come down on people. I, I wish that everyone would, you know, see what we see and love Jesus Christ as much as we do. But unfortunately, that's not the way it is because we live in this world and it's a devil's playground. Yeah, it is. And it's funny that you said that because, I mean, the anger that exists amongst so many people, it, it, that's where it comes from. If you, they know that you only have about 80 years here on this earth, you know, maybe less, maybe more. But I think even really, I think the life expectancy of, uh, of of men is something like 72 average. You know, women might be a little higher, like 76, 78, something like that, you know. And so that's, you. and if you're 30, if you're 35, it's like, wow, I, you know, I'm I'm halfway there. I'm almost out of here. And if you know that you don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ, and not only that, but you're living a, a, a life of sin and you know sex and partying, I mean, you're you're that is you think about it. Nobody just lives life not thinking about what happens after they die. So if you deep down you know like yo, I know I'm like I'm not living the type of life lifestyle that's going to be conducive to me spending eternity in heaven, you're going to have a lot of anger inside of you. So clearly you're going to attack people who do have a relationship with Christ. That's I want anyone listening to understand that I know that. No one doesn't like me. You understand? No one doesn't like Courtney. It's not, you know, I haven't done anything to anyone. Courtney hasn't done anything to anyone. We just do what we do. So if you have issues with me, if you're one of those people who feels like, oh, I'm going to leave the friends that they don't like, you're not mad at me. You're going through your own thing and questioning your relationship with Christ. That's really all it is. I know that and you know that. So it's always okay to come back. If you want to come back, you can come back. You know, no big deal. Young, I should read a letter. Young woman literally begged me in my inbox to come back. I almost, not let, almost didn't let her back. <clears throat> I won't put her name out there, but literally begged me. 
you know, please. They don't. I said, fine, geez, send me a friend request. You know what I'm saying? And that's really what people, and this was someone who hated on me, and it was not, you know, but that's why I say, I always say it's okay. You know, just apologize, you can come on back. You know, you're always welcome. It's, you know, just say you're sorry and, you know, sin no more. Be a psycho no more. <laughs> Let's keep it moving, though, man, because y'all know, it's good to be back. It's really good to be back. I missed you guys. It's fun to be back. It's fun to do this show. This is like this. I'm still on vacation. Y'all know that, right? Just so y'all, my vacation, I've been on vacation for like two weeks. My vacation started like last Friday, last Thursday or whatever. So this is, you know, I'm still, I'm, I don't go back to work until tomorrow. Shout out to everyone I'm doing sessions with uh, um, tomorrow. Um, and, and, you know, if you want help also, you know, email me, dayton at trctoday.com or courtney at trctoday.com. Courtney's been holding it down in my absence a lot of people have been hitting her up for for some private counseling sessions, which is great. You know, hit her up, hit me up. You know, do what you got to do. Real quick, Facebook, these news feeds. It's I, I was looking at my my uh, timeline, and I just found myself. I guess I don't know. You guys can tell me if, what you think, but for me, I don't really look at my news feed like that. It's like if I'm on Facebook, I'm doing something. And, I, and if I'm not on Facebook doing something, I'm off of it. I'm like doing whatever. I'm watching TV. I'm counseling. I'm, you know, helping people. I'm spending time with my family. But I really don't spend a lot of time in my news feed. Whereas I realized, for me, that's the norm. But for a lot of people, that's not their Facebook experience. Like I'm like, how do you even have time to lurk? We talk about these lurkers. And it's like, what are you doing? Are you just... Sitting there, clicking refresh, 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 waiting for new comments to pop up, scrolling through your news feed to see what's going on. I mean, it's like if that if you're on your news feed, that means you're not posting something to be a blessing to others. That means you're not. I mean, it's like, and I'm not knocking anybody. I mean, you know, you, Facebook is for what you to do with what you want to do. But I'm just saying, think about that. If your life revolves around looking at what other people have to say about their lives, and then you comment on it, give it the thumbs up. It's like, what the heck is the purpose of your life? What are you doing? What what, what do you exist for? You just sit back and watch what other people have to say. I don't do that. I literally could care less. I would never go into somebody else's group and scrutinize the post, or go on anyone's page for that matter. Forget a group. I mean, but anything. I just don't care. I literally could care. I don't even go on Courtney's page. I mean, I don't go on anybody's page. I barely even go on my wife's page. It's like I don't care. You see, let alone these strangers. And so I just want to, you know, talk about that for a quick second. Ask yourself, if you're constantly clicking refresh on your news feed, like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for validation to say, oh, they have they they got fired, they got laid off, or so and so in their family died? Does that make you feel better about your life? I'm just saying, and that's a big part of what's going on out here. People are looking for negativity to make themselves feel better about their circumstances, which is a very sad, miserable, and depressing way of life. What are your thoughts on that? I used to be one of those people. Just click I... and refresh. Yeah, I used to click refresh and go through my whole news feed and see what people were up to 
And but that was a point where I wasn't living for Christ. And I was very much so in the world and very concerned about what was going on in other people's lives and um, found myself getting caught up in their life because, you know, my life wasn't where I wanted it to be at that point. And I just wanted to take my mind off of it and view other people's, um, you know, pages, not thinking that I could be using that time to be, you know, a blessing to others. So, I mean, it's something I, I did. So, yeah. yeah I mean, it is what it is. I, I just want everybody to... um you know, self-reflect on that, <clears throat> and just ask yourself, you know, what is your purpose? Because it's, it's, I don't have time for that. I don't. It's like I said, either I'm on Facebook doing something productive, I'm, you know, building my business, I'm marketing my business, you know, I'm helping others, or, you know, or I'm just relaxing. I'm spending time with friends and family. So nowhere in that, in you know, do I have time to even be concerned about what other people are doing? I'm just saying, I don't. And you shouldn't either. <clears throat> so there's that. What else can we talk about? This is fun. You know what I'm saying? Just, that's why I, I knew we weren't going to be, I never do a, a, a specialized topic on the first day back. Because you see how, you know, it's already an hour past, and we've, we're just clearing the air. We're just talking about stuff that needs to be talked about, you know, before we go any further. Like tomorrow's show, we're back live tomorrow, will be, you know what I mean, more structured. But I talk, I was in church today, went to church, which was part of my vacation. All this stuff is part of the vacation. Um, I went to church, and I'm just in there. It's funny. You see people criticizing tithing and the car the pastor drives and the gossip and the hypocrites. And the church fund, the building fund, well, whatever it is, people just have so much to say about the black church. People will talk about Christians and the black church, but yet surround themselves with killers, drug dealers, gangbangers, atheists, Satanists. You know what I mean? Love Beyonce. That's the thing I really have. I just don't get. People will love the sinful natures of these celebrities, but will have the audacity to criticize, you know, people who are living for Christ. I mean, you got, you know, people talking about Riley Cooper, who, who's the, uh, you know, a receiver for the Eagles. He said, he said, oh, I'll fight all these niggers. Like, okay, you know, he all right, he used the nigger word. All right, whoop de do. It is. Oh, he's a racist. Okay, so what? You know, Jay Z calls women bitches and hoes. Okay, but you don't have a problem with that. Beyonce refers to herself as a drug dealer. Oh, what? What do you? What do you mean? Oh yeah, Beyonce used to sing about singing crack, singing crack back in the day. You know, in that Cameron song. You know, she she refers to herself as a diva. We talked about that a, a couple of weeks ago. You know, what's a diva? You know, it's a it's a female version of a hustler, right? Well, what's a hustler? A hustler, you know, as she refers to it, is a drug dealer. You know, carries big things, guns. You know, with that bag of the money. You know, we talked about all that. And so, these are things that are okay. People love her, but will hate on people who are actually getting up at eight o'clock in the morning, getting themselves together, going to church by themselves just to hear the word. Did they party Saturday night? Okay, so what? But at least they got up and went to church. You know what I'm saying? I went to. I've been to church hungover before, but at least I went. 
And the main people who are criticizing the church are the same ones who are still asleep or laid up in their nasty pajamas at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Nasty freaks. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, we have the audacity to update their status, talking about people who actually went to church for the sole purpose. When you And I have a lot of respect for people who go to church by themselves. Because that's when you know, I mean, it's like, you know, you get up, you go with your friends, or you go with your mom, or you go with your grandma, or whoever you go. I mean, you know, it's, it, a lot of people are going for the wrong reasons. But when you get up on a Sunday morning after working all week long, and you say, ah, right, you know, you can sleep in, but when you say, I'm like, no, I'm going to go to church, you know you love Jesus Christ. Because you're not going for no other reason but Jesus Christ. You're going by yourself. You know about that, Courtney. You go to church by yourself. I mean, what's the thought process that goes on in your mind when, you, when you're getting sitting in them, in them pews by yourself? I mean, you're so right. I, I do go by myself. Um, when I go, I, I'm not focused on the people around me. You know, I'm going for God. You know, I'm going for Jesus Christ. I'm going, you know, for praise and worship and, and to get that word. It's not about a group outing. Oh, let's go to church and then go to brunch afterwards. Like a lot of women will do that. It's kind of more of a social thing as opposed to their relationship with God. And I think people make it about the wrong things. Yeah, I, it, and the funny thing is I used to, my me and my friends, I see People think I, I sit up on some type of pedestal or a throne and just look down. I mean, eh, listen, I, that's why I like to tell these stories. Me and my homies used to go to church for the sole purpose of meeting women. We used to go to church, I mean, big churches, mega churches, to get numbers and to go to these single ministry outings just to meet people because the whole purpose was to find a, uh, you know, hopefully find a wife. You know, and there are so many men who do that. But we'll ne- we'll never be honest about their reasons for. It. I'm just being the only one being honest about it. That's what we used. To, I used to on New Year's Eve. We used to go to the the mega church and then go to the club afterwards because the club would stay open until six in the morning on, on New Year's Eve. We would we would make a whole night out of it. Church then the club, then the strip club. We were some sinful bastards back in the day. That's crazy just thinking back, but it was real. You understand that? And I thank God for delivering me from that. You know, and that's, you know, that's what, and it's okay. That's the thing about it. That it's, it's okay to be a sinful bastard even now. You know what I mean? You don't have to hate. You don't have to be upset or be defensive. It's just, okay, you just stop doing what you're doing. You know, stop going to the club. Stop drinking. Stop having sex. I did. And at some point, you have to just say, you know, I'm not going to live this life anymore. I want something different. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. So there's, so I just want to touch on this stuff. You know, don't don't be a hypocrite. Those are the real hypocrites. You know, the people who, who will criticize the church but will love people in the world. It's, not, it's, not, it's nothing hypocritical about going to the club Saturday night and then – the uh, church Sunday morning. That's not hypocritical. Anyone who says it is is an idiot. It's not hypocritical at all. That's like saying, oh, okay, I, I, I get shot, but I'm just going to go home. No, where are you going to go if you get shot? You're going to go to the hospital because that's where you need that. That's who's going to fix you. There's something wrong, so you go to fix it. If you smell, you go to the shower. You don't go to your bed. You go take a bath. If you're a sinful bastard, 
then you go to church to get renewed. How many people only take one shower a week? If you only take one shower a week, you're nasty. Why? What's wrong with that? Well, you took a shower, so you should be good for the week, right? No. You need to take a shower every day. Why? Because even though you showered, a couple you know, hours later, you're going to smell. So you take another shower. If you go to church on Sunday, you might be back to being a sinful bastard Monday night. So that's why you have to keep going. You have to keep getting renewed, keep getting cleansed. There's nothing hypocritical about that. That's where you should be. You don't have to be living a certain lifestyle to be a blessing to others. I'm so sick of hearing people say, oh, well, why are you posting scriptures? You ain't living that scripture. You don't have to be. It's not about where you, it's about, you know, where you are at that point in your life. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's, it's, see, the people say, well, you're judging. No, no, the fact that you're judging someone to call them judgmental is you judging because you're judging their life. You can't judge someone who's trying to be a blessing to others and not be judgmental yourself. You hear all that stuff people are talking about. You're judging. You're judging this. You're judging that. You're a hypocrite. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, because they're they're comfortable um, in their in their sinful lifestyle, so and they don't want to change. That's all it is. <clears throat> That's all it is. I'm so sick of people. But you know, I mean, you're, and you're gonna get that. You know, you're gonna get that. I mean, one woman in particular. I was in another group, and she was like one of them. Like everything I posted. She had something smart to say, some smart, 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 smart. I think I, I forget what I said, but I think I said, um, you know, just be one of the posts. I said just because one relationship doesn't work out doesn't mean none of them will. Never give up, on, give up on love because that's like giving up on God. Sometimes rejection is God's form of protection. Glorify Him, and at at all times, uh, He'll save you for your future husband who will be the man of your dreams. Now, I mean. To me, that's like classic advice. That's biblically based advice. But would you believe that in other? I would post that same post in other groups where it's like you know people who don't atheists and you know whoremongers and you know I mean all types of people. They would like hate on that advice. I was kicked. Would you believe, Courtney? I was kicked out of a group for posting advice just like that. Oh wow! Yeah, actually, or, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I do. I believe it. And it's not the first time. It's not the first time. You know what I mean? That's the craziest thing. I don't go in, I, whatever you guys see me posting, I mean, honestly, one out of, you know, I look at, if you scroll through my page, any of my pages right now, something like one or two out of every ten posts will be a non-biblical scripture. You know what I'm saying? Like, the vast majority of my posts are either advertisement for, advertisements for my services or biblical scriptures. You know, very infrequently do I just post something, you know, I may post in a thought or an opinion or something, but, or, you know, or it's like some type of relationship uh, quote or advice that will later be, you know, plagiarized by some of these psychos. Right? But we, we won't even get into that. But, you know, that's that's pretty much it. And people are so, um, I guess, like I said, lonely, depressed, and miserable that, you know, that when they hear stuff like that, they will attack it. And uh, so my point was with one of those attacks, Young woman said something smart. And, you know, I responded to her. I got to start ignoring people, but I still have a problem with ignoring, like, blatant disrespect and smart, smart comments. But at one point, a young woman asked, she said, well, what if, 
What if you're, you're the man that God has for you? What if your husband is abusing you? I said, well, in that case, that's clearly not the man that God has, has for you then, right? You know, and she said, okay, yeah, it's true. And this was someone who was like, had been attacking me for like two days straight, you know what I mean? And so, and it just kind of goes to show you that some people are really hurting out here. You know what I mean? This is a woman who clearly was not just speaking generally. She's married to an abuser, someone who beats her, someone who demeans her and disrespects her. You know, and that, and so that, I mean, obviously, if you're going through that, you're going to have some animosity to someone who is encouraging you to change your life and to respect your body and to not, you know, stop having sex with men other than the God has, man God has for you. You're not going to like that. You're going to hate on people like that. But if you look at what these people are going through, a lot of these women are raped. A lot of these women are in abusive relationships. Father walked out on their families. This is what's going on out here. You know, young woman, you know, saying we saw a psycho pop up in the group. You know, very lighthearted thread talking about, you know, Bow Wow kissing Sierra, I mean, uh, uh, Tyra Banks. You know, wants to, chick wants to bring up weaves. It's like, what the heck, like, what are you, what the heck does weaves have to do? That was, that was like a debate from two or three days ago. Still on people's minds. You see, you got to be in a very negative place. And I know for a fact she's listening right now. you got to be a miserable individual to be mad about something on Facebook three days later. I'm just saying, Courtney, as a woman, you got to be. There's no way you're not. I mean, Exactly. But you know those... Those weave um, posts that, you know, you may post or anybody post, it always gets those reactions and it causes women to self-reflect. And that self-reflection is often pain, it's painful, and it's uncomfortable. And so that's causing them to lash out. Because like you said, like she's talking about it, like, you know, days later, it's it's really still affecting her. And, I mean, that just shows how weaves have gotten a lot of women caught up. I know that's not what the show is about, but I'm just saying yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, and that, that was actually one of the ones when I was like literally in the jacuzzi, and people were like debating at like one o'clock in the morning. It's like I'm just a man. I'm just one man. I'm a married man. Like my opinion doesn't matter. You know, I mean, at the in the grand scheme of things, you're gonna do what you want to do. I'm not God. I'm not. I have no authority over anyone about anything other than my family. So I mean, if you know, if I, just because I don't like weeds, and I say they look horrible, and they're not sexy, like that shouldn't make you mad. <clears throat> I forget what. And the funny thing, I'm trying to find it, but I'll paraphrase. But you know, basically, what the the post that got everybody riled up. And listen, I've been doing this thing for ten years. This is not anything new, you know. <laughs> I've talked about weaves, you know, for the, literally the last going back to Black Planet. Forget MySpace, you know, Facebook, MySpace, Black Planet, college. I mean, we, I've been doing this for a long time now. Okay, these type of psychos are nothing new. Please understand that. Anyone who's followed me over these years knows. You know, we've seen plenty of Aminas. You know what I mean? You know who Amina is from the group. You know, psychos. So that's nothing new. And it's always the weave wears. And I have no problem. Like, if you say, you know what, I would even respect someone who say, hey, look, I, I wear a weave. 
you know, and this is why I wear a weave, and I'm comfortable with my weave. I, hey, that's I have no problem with that. I have no problem with weave wearers. I just want to set the records. I, I have no problem with weaves. I don't have a problem with them per se. Do I find them to be ugly, you know, and take away from your beauty? Yeah, but yeah, I, that yeah, I do. But that being said, I, I mean, I don't have a problem with like I'm not gonna hate on you or not be your friend or not even try to help you just because you have a weave. I'm just I'm just saying what I'm saying. You know, it doesn't matter if you wear one. I just I just personally hate them. You know, I think they look disgusting. But if you wear them, I'm not gonna dislike you for that. Like if Courtney said, hey, look, I, I'm going to wear a weave, that's cool. Wear the weave as long as you're okay with it. That's where I draw the – you have to be okay. See, I'm not a judgmental person. If you tell me, hey, look, this is the lifestyle I live and I'm okay with it, I'm okay with it. That's you. Be Not being okay with something you're okay with is where it becomes being judgmental. But if I'm expressing my opinion and then you hate on me and disrespect me because I'm expressing my opinion about a generic topic, just, you know what I'm saying, that's that's where the issues come in. But we can always agree to disagree. I hate them. You love them. Hey, let's, let's all be friends. Let's go talk about something else. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about whatever. You know, this is the post. I said, if a man wanted a woman with long hair, he'd date a woman with long hair. I mean, common sense, right? I say not long fake hair. Take the weaves out and be comfortable in your own skin. That's what was. That's what all the 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 fossils. I find things on my main page. This got about seventy three thumbs up, and I'm looking. I'm not going to count, but it was less than five or six people, probably less less than five, that even expressed the issue. But it ended up being. You know, hundreds of comments, but only from a couple of people. The vast majority of people gave these types of posts a thumbs up. Please, let me just say this. Please don't let the big debates fool you into thinking that there's so many people who disagree with these types of comments. I know that, you know, 500 comments later, it can appear as if it's all these people. No, it's not all. It's like two people. It's like, look, look at the thumbs up. Look at the people who look and look at the men who are co-signing it. Look at the, the you got a couple of weave-wearing women who will have a problem with the post, but all types of men and non-weave-wearing women will love the post. And so uh, it's just a matter of being comfortable with you, because when you're comfortable with you, the opinion it's not about you won't wear weaves if you're comfortable with you. No, the opinions of others will not bother you when you're comfortable with you. If you're truly comfortable in that weave, you won't care if a data on Tolbert says he hates weaves. That's not going to bother you. But when you are have, when you are faced with the reality of thinking something that you thought your whole life was beautiful and attractive and was going to get you attention and ultimately a, a husband, when you're faced with the reality that that is actually not the case and it's the opposite and it's actually that men are looking at you in a purely sexual manner in most cases because of that, that's going to be a somewhat disturbing because you, because you're not okay with it and because you're not comfortable with yourself. That's where the 60 you know, to 100, 200 comments come from, people who are not comfortable with themselves. Why does my opinion matter? Why does Courtney's opinion matter? 
wear that weave, love it, embrace it if that's what you're comfortable in. You understand that? There will be no debates if you are truly comfortable with something. What do you think about that? I'll be honest. What do you think about my comment? What do you think about my comment, Courtney? Remember, Steve? (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I haven't met a a weave wearer, not to say there aren't those out there, but I I haven't met a weave wearer yet that was actually comfortable in it. Um, But, I mean, I'm sure there are some out there, but to be honest, the majority of weave wearers are not comfortable with it. You know, that's why we get those debates so much. Uh, and then it's a it's from people who proclaim they're like self proclaimed, you know. Oh, I'm I'm comfortable. I'm I'm so confident. I'm this and I'm that. And the truth is, you're not comfortable in your own skin if you are wearing somebody else's hair. But that's my opinion. So yeah, and so I would just say, you know, just be yourself, whatever that means to you. One of my favorite movies, I just thought, one of my favorite, it's a very underrated movie. Courtney, you ever seen Biker Boys with Derek Luke and Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah, I saw that. Isn't that, isn't that a good movie? I don't even remember it much, but I, I went to the movies to see it, but I forgot all about it. Oh, yeah, I think I saw the movie. It's just a really good movie. And there was one thing he said, you know, remember, I remember uh, at the end he was like, represent, kid, you know, whatever that means to you. And I would, I would say that to you guys. You know, whatever that means to you, just be yourselves. Represent you. Represent Christ. If that's wearing a weave, you know what I'm saying? If that's, you know, doing whatever it is, posting scriptures every day. And I just want to say I love so many people who are passionate because it wasn't like this two two years ago. It was just me. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, literally, I'm not, I'm not trying to boast or brag. I'm just saying, like, there was nobody that I knew on Facebook who did what I did. You know, waking up, posting scriptures, ending the night, posting scriptures, scriptures throughout the day, inspirational messages, advice for no reason. There was no one in my thousands and thousands of thousands of friends, you know, in all my, there was no one who did what I do. And I'm so happy, and I'm just going to throw some names out there, that there's a Courtney, that there's uh, Cheryl and, and Aaron and Lewis and, and James, you know what I'm saying? Like, just to name a few. I'm so, I mean, multiple people who do what I do and, and, and do their own thing and are living and, and are using Facebook to be a blessing to others. I'm so happy, and, and that's, it's not even a lot of people. You know what I mean? It's, not, it's still not a lot, but at least it's some. Because out of thousands of people, there was no one who did what I do or even anything close to it two years ago, really even a year ago. So it's, just, it's great to see, uh, you know, it's great to see. What else? I want to let's talk, switch it up a little bit. I want to talk uh, tonight about uh, we're talking really generally about just commit commitment. Why won't these men commit? You know, what, why will why he'll hit, but he won't commit. That's tonight's topic. Okay, why are these men having sex? And we didn't forget about the. We're going to explain a little bit more about the differences between the jump off, the booty call, the friend with benefits. You know, the Cuddy Buddy, all these, they're all different and serve different purposes. But I was watching, a couple people asked me to touch on Love and Hip Hop uh, with the whole Jocelyn. I just, I just got around to watching the uh, the uh, season finale, and it's just it's just comical. You know, it's just comical stuff. I mean, no, it's it's entertaining. Any, and I'll tell you, guys, tell you guys every week, anyone who says that show is not entertaining, I, I believe they're lying. It's a very entertaining show. 
You know what I mean? Because why? Because it's real. There's so many people out there who can specifically relate to those situations. And it's funny, people will, some people will think, well, oh, it's foolishness, it's this, it's that. Well, no, it's that is the that's the reality for more than more people than not. If you live a normal, happy, loving life with the woman that or man that God has for you, understand that's great. But you're the minority. The, the, the vast majority of women out here are Erica's who will have a scrappy in their life. A Mimi who's trying to get over Stevie J. A Jocelyn who's getting played by Stevie J. That's the, that's the majority of the black community. Look at the divorce rate. Look at the STD rate. Look at the baby daddy child support drama stuff. Look at these statistics. You know what I'm saying? These STDs, these abortions. The majority of the black community is jacked up. You understand that? So for all the people who talk so negatively about shows like Love and Hip Hop, well, I don't know why. That's what is more prevalent in, in our society. Everybody wants to act like, it's funny, I, I, don't, I really don't want to speak too much about it now because we're really going to go in on the uh, on this this Bill O'Reilly situation, I'll, I'll, so we're under. Please, I promise y'all, that's going to be a real show. We're going to talk about race in America, not just the sugar coated crap that you see on BET or this this foolishness. No, we're going to keep it real because watch that. Everyone's talking about Don Lemon and Bill O'Reilly and Bill Cosby. No, no, no. They've been keeping it real. Everyone else out here is keeping it fake. You know, Bill O'Reilly nailed it. And I've and it's funny, man, the media it's amazing. They they will brainwash people and have brainwashed people. And I I don't want to say too much. Like I said we're going to do a whole show, but they will they will have they have the black community thinking oh, Fox News is racist. You know, the Tea Party is racist. They don't like black people. When, 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 in reality, you know, are there racist people that are a part of the Tea Party? Are there racist people on Fox News? Yeah, but we've gotten to a place as a community, as a society, that anyone who speaks negatively about Obama is a racist, and that's not the case. I, I, mean, I don't even watch Fox News, and I'm not an advocate or a proponent of Fox News, but I just happen to be flipping through channels, you know, those hotel channels where it really ain't nothing on. You know what I mean? So that was one of the channels that they had, so I'm, I'm watching it. And it, they spent a good amount of time speaking about Obama, criticizing Obama, but the things that they were saying were not true. I mean, excuse me, they were true. They were not incorrect. They weren't lies. And it wasn't just hate. There were people on there who clearly did not like Obama, but the things they were saying about Obama and his his policies were not incorrect. There's a lot of truth on Fox News. You understand, there's a lot of truth being put forth by people like Bill O'Reilly if you actually listen to them with an objective standpoint or objective state of mind. Is everything he says true? No. But some things are. Everything is not a lie. Everything is not racist. He did a whole 10-minute speech about the black community that was spot on. And everything that you hear me talk about on this show. So I guess that makes me a racist. No, it makes it the truth. But we're going to talk more about that tomorrow night. It's going to be one of the shows. 
I'm, most likely it's going to be the show on the nigger word. And then, and then, like, the next day we'll come back and kill it from a more general perspective, you know what I'm saying, on just race in America. But definitely we're going to do that, that show on, uh, it's going to be race week on the Data on Tolbert show. It's going to be a couple of good shows. Any, any quick thoughts on that? Like I said, quick, we'll be back to talk more about it, but any thoughts just on the black community? Well, I, I, um, I do, you know, realize that, a lot of times we're very um, much so caught up on race and, you know, we want to point the finger and make every issue about race. Oh, well, you know, he he doesn't, he's talking about him because he's black or whatever. But it's like we don't really take the time to listen. And to be honest, a, a couple of years ago, I probably wouldn't have even watched the Bill O'Reilly video. Um, at all, be just based off of you know what I've heard in the past, and oh, you know he's a racist. But I'm so glad I watched it. It was just some very great points, and it it all it's all about just knowing the truth, um, and and really opening your mind to what is really going on instead of being caught up in race and also being caught up in playing the victim. We need to stop doing that as black people. Absolutely, like you, and that's what it is. I'm so glad that you said that. I mean, with this whole Trayvon thing, I'll be like, yo, so uh, how you feel about this whole Trayvon situation? You know, they'd be like, oh, man, I can't, I'm mad as hell. You know, can't believe he was found not guilty. I'm like, oh, for real? Like, yo, oh, that, that, that's crazy. Like, I thought you were at work. Like, how did you how did you get a chance to watch so much of the trial? Like, what? No, nah, I, I mean, I didn't watch the trial. I'm just saying, <laughs> based on that, I watched the news and stuff that they've been saying. About. Like, so, wait, what are you saying? You're saying that you, you, you're... You're mad as hell, but you didn't watch the trial, and you really don't. You didn't hear any of the actual facts of the case, but you you don't understand why he was found not guilty. What kind of sense does that make? How are you gonna be mad at a verdict when you don't even know what the verdict was based off of? What the heck kind of stuff is that? And that's the, that's what you hear of most of in the black community. You know what I'm saying? People are actually mad as hell, but it's like you don't even understand the legal system to be able to know what reasonable doubt is. A lot of people didn't even listen to our show where we specifically discussed what reasonable doubt is, what stand your ground even means. Most people didn't even watch the trial. Most people don't even care what the Hispanic juror had to say. How are you going to be? You notice that now that she's speaking out, people have, have calmed down a little bit. They're not, they're not as hype about it. Have you noticed that, Courtney? Mm-hmm. First there was the hidden juror, right? But now... The actual, the juror, and who knows if she's real or not, well, that's a whole other thing, but who, I mean, let's just say, I mean, that that's the actual juror from the trial. She's speaking out, spe- you know, specifically saying, hey, look, yes, I felt bad for Trayvon, and I felt, she's even she even apologized to his family, you know, about why, because she, they said they she wanted to find him guilty. They wanted to. She wanted to. And she felt bad because she couldn't. She said she felt like she let the whole community down because that she couldn't. She said, but based on the law, there was no basis to find him guilty. There was no evidence. And I think that's the problem. People are saying, well, we're going to boycott until they change stand your ground. Stand your ground is not the problem. Evidence is the problem. you got to have evidence to convict someone. It's not, it ain't nothing wrong with stand your ground. That ain't the problem. You know, you can't say, oh, the rape, the jury was racist. What you mean? Now you got, it was a Hispanic woman on the on the jury who said she wanted to find him guilty. 
So all this race talk, right? I mean, I, I don't want to hear nothing else. People act like they didn't see that interview. People act all these people are psychos saying race, 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 race. How is it race when you got a Hispanic woman on the jury? That's It's not about race. It's about evidence. That's what it was about. If there would have been witnesses, if there would have been more evidence, something, you guys, now you heard this show. But so I just want, and that's just one of the, you know, that's the direction we're going in talking about race in America. You know, I say that online, there, there's way too many people who are passionate about the wrong things and not nearly as passionate as they need to be about things that actually matter. And that's that's a problem. That's a problem. Shout out to Cheryl. I just see this post, this scripture, one of my favorite scriptures, Matthew 10:22. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. That's amazing right there. That's an amazing scripture. You will be hated by everyone. If you're a friend to the world, you're an enemy of God. Are you guys seeing a pattern here? This is the, this is how it goes. You're, basically, in case you didn't catch it, you're not going to be liked when you're living for Christ. Right? I mean, it, this clearly says you will be hated by everyone, specifically because of Christ. Can you relate, Courtney? Oh, yes, yes. I can definitely relate um, to that. You know, I've I've um, definitely lost so many people who at one point I thought were my friends, but as soon as I started living for Christ, it's like they just they just fell off, and it's now and it's now the point where you know I'm being you know talked about all because of my love for Christ, and these are the same people that proclaim themselves to be Christians. That's the funny part about it, and so it it just shows like you know that. They're really not, and they're very much so um, in the world, very much so. And see, that's the thing. People are not looking at it from from a, a spiritual standpoint because being hated on is actually a good thing. That's the whole thing. If you're hated on because of God, that means if you stand firm to the end, meaning you endure your life like that, as opposed to conforming to the world and being liked by everyone, well, then you will be uh, you'll be saved. You'll go to heaven. That's basically, you guys got to read between the lines with these scriptures. It says, if you endure to the end, you'll be saved. But you got the the hidden message message there is that if you don't stand firm to the end, you'll go to hell. And if you are liked by everyone as opposed to hated by everyone, you're going to hell. That's what it really says. See, that's the thing. You can't just, you know, you got to really dissect the word and study the word and meditate on the word. Shout out to Erin with her with her meditations. You know what I mean? This is great stuff right here, man. I'm excited about it. If you, like I told y'all before, if y'all, if you don't get excited about the word of God, there's a problem. I'm just saying that there is. It's not like, and there was a time, the vast majority of my life, where not only did I not get excited, but I really didn't care about the Word of God. I wasn't interested. In fact, it was boring. It was like gibberish. And there's a scripture that pertains to it. I don't. It escapes me right now. I'm sure someone will post it for me. But there's a scripture that when you're not living for God, the Word of God will seem like gibberish to you. But when you are, it's the it's there's nothing better than it. You know, the Bible says right here that Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. She posted this. She said, 
let him that stole steal no more. But, and this is the older uh, translation of it, I like the newer one. She says, but instead of not just that, says, but rather him that labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, that he may give him the, that needeth. And so if you guys catch that scripture, Courtney, you know about this, because we, we, we use this back in the day. Mm-hmm. I said, a thief is not just, he's not a thief once he stops stealing. That's not, you know what I mean? That's not, that's not when a thief is no longer a thief. You're still a thief just even if you stop stealing. A thief is no longer a thief once he stops being a thief, but then he actually starts giving. Right? That's that's the key to it. You're not just a hoe once you stop being a hoe. You know what I'm saying? You don't stop being a hoe just because you stop having sex. You stop being a hoe once you change your life and help other people stop being hoes. That's really what this is all about. That's what, and the scripture confirms that again. That's Ephesians four twenty eight. Aaron posts like the best scriptures, and all I mean, all scriptures are good. But I'm just saying, like you know, some of hers and and the ones Lewis. You guys know, I steal all your scriptures. You know, I'm sure you guys <laughs> peep that. You know, Courtney too. I, and I, I'll tell you, I'm taking it. You know, I'm just taking it. You post it, I'm posting on my page. <laughs> no apology. I'm I'm telling you right now. I take Aaron's, Courtney's, Lewis's. Every single day. And I do it with the sole purpose of being a blessing to others. And you guys are a blessing to me. That's why I take it. I, I read all those scriptures. I have an inbox folder with entitled Bible verses from all you guys that I don't even get a chance to post. I haven't, you know, but if I feel like posting scripture, I'll just go in there and, and get one. So in addition to the ones that I come up with on my own. So it's all it's good stuff. Uh, what else, though? What else can we talk about here? Um, love and hip hop, though. I, you know, everybody's been asking, like, when you go talk about love and hip hop, okay, Jocelyn and Stevie J. What can we say? It's, it's, you know, Jocelyn is ridiculous. Stevie J is ridiculous. Their situation is ridiculous. It's all ridiculous. Nothing even really to talk about. It's ridiculous. But to dissect it a little bit, all right. It, it, are you guys seeing a pattern here? You're seeing a pattern, and this is all very planned. It's a it's a part of a greater plan, which I really don't even want, really want to get into. But marriage itself is one of the most sacred things in in not just Christianity, not just of God, but in all cultures. Marriage is one of the things that all cultures take seriously, whether it's you know African culture, you know Hindu, Buddhist, you know Islam. You know, marriage is just a sacred union between two people, you know, all over the world. And I think, I mean, certainly, but specifically with Jesus Christ and, you know, and what the Bible says about marriage, and you know, it's a covenant between you and God. And when you look at, you know, how the entertainment industry is structured from a satanic perspective, the agenda that these people are putting out, you know, everybody's covering up their eye, you know, throwing up 666s, you know, covering up the eye, you know, the, you know, symbolize the, the eye of Horus, you know, which is on the back of the dollar bill. That's Satan right there. I mean, that's if you guys don't know what that means, you know, it's it's basically, you know, it's showing that this world, this society as we know it, is structured upon satanic principles. You know, the dollar, the, the money, money is the root of all evil. 
well, what the heck is on the back, the back of the dollar bill? Money, you know, the eye, the devil. You know, and so I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is that, you know, the people who control these reality shows, you know, they are, you know, they can make a storyline out of whatever they want to. If you guys, I mean, you know, every there's so much to talk about. They're just choosing to focus on things with Jim Jones and and Chrissy. You know, her proposing. You know, Mendeecees and the chick. You know, proposing. I mean, how many reality weddings? Kim Kardashian. You know, and the guy. You know, getting married, getting divorced. You know, sixty days later, whatever it was. You know, I mean, if you if you guys are noticing, they're making a mockery of something that is sacred. You know, women proposing to men. You know, Jocelyn saying blatantly, "Hey, I'm, I gotta propose because if I wait on you to do it, it ain't gonna happen." I mean, so and we're going to talk about it from a more worldly standpoint in a second, but just from a spiritual perspective, they're making a mockery. And this is where the producers and the, the people who are really calling the shots come into play. It's not a coincidence. That's part of the satanic agenda, to make a mockery of things that Christ views to be sacred. These, these things are not coincidences. Please understand that. Nothing is a coincidence that you see out here happening. Um but then when you look at it from just an everyday perspective, it's sad. you got to have a pretty low level of self-esteem, which obviously she does, to to propose to a man, to feel like, wow, this I know deep down this man does not love me and does not want to be with me, which is exactly how Chrissy felt when she felt the need to propose to Jim Jones, and is, which is exactly how Jocelyn felt when she felt the need to propose to uh, Stevie J. I mean, two of the most horrible men, the most non-elite men, the most ungodly men, the men who clearly do not want them. These are women who feel so badly about themselves that they would they would not only accept a proposal from these guys, but beg for a proposal from these guys. I mean, is that not the saddest thing you've ever seen? Yeah, it, it really is. It's sad. And oh, well, one last thing I just wanted to say is is making a lot of women out there feel like that's what they need to do, especially if they're caught up uh, in a situation with a guy that's similar to these men, you know, similar to Jim Jones and Stevie J. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of women went out looking for rings, you know, um, to go propose to their men. Right. Well, right. That's the plan. You yeah. know that that's actually that, that that's that's the plan. You know what I mean? That's that's what they want. You know what I mean? They actually want us to uh to as people to not view marriage in the same way that it's been traditionally viewed over the, you know these these years. They want to you know this is this this is really what Obama is talking about when he speaks about change. See, that's what people really don't get. They thought the change was going to be positive, but no, we're, this is the change. Homosexuality, you know, same-sex marriages, you know, women proposing to men, gender and, and you know, role reversals. You know, uh, it, it's, all, it's all part of the plan, Put moving America forward, right? We talked about that the last time we were live, forward towards the book of Revelations, forward to, to the, you know, a modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah, Forward to the day Jesus Christ comes back and destroys the whole world, and that's just it. That we're moving, we're just moving it forward. See, these guys, these satanic bastards, they actually think, and it's weird. It's very weird. They're very twisted. 
it doesn't make sense, which we know what that means. It, they think, the way that these guys are thinking is that because they don't really believe in God, they're thinking that when the world ends, you know, it's going to be all black everything. And who, you know, who's going to run this town tonight? All these things are making references towards what it's going to be like at the end of the world. They think it's going to be one big party because they don't believe in heaven. They don't believe in hell. They think it's going to be all good, <laughs> which is crazy because as Christians, we know that it's going to be the worst thing ever when they perish in the lake of fire. So I'm just, um, you know, think about that stuff. But that's, the you know, the, the whole Jocelyn and Stevie J, that's a that's bigger than just loving hip-hop. It's a statement. That, that's, it's You know, this is a trend. Like, Courtney's right. We're going to see a lot more of those types of reality shows. Look at all these shows, these preacher shows and, you know, sister, the sisterhood, and there's a new thing, uh, you know, Preachers of L.A. or some crap. I forget what it's called, but it's coming out this fall. They're all it's all to make a mockery of the church. And it's only gonna get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And they're gonna get I mean these reality shows are gonna be outrageous and more outrageous. Kanye West said in a song it's funny, people wanna get mad about Rick Ross and what he said about, you know, drugging somebody. Kanye West said, I might just kill somebody and YouTube it. And and nobody even knows about that or even cares about that. Nobody was outraged. I, I heard it. I'm like, what the heck did he just say? Google, look up Theraflu. You know, they might call it Way Too Cold is the name of the actual song, but he's talking about Theraflu. He's like, I might just kill somebody and YouTube it. What kind of crap is that? This is somebody who Obama hangs out with, with Jay-Z and Beyonce. They all hang out and do all types of crazy stuff. You might just kill somebody. and be, Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to kill somebody? You know, and, and videotaping, but people are mad that Rick Ross says he wants to, you know, drug somebody and they, without them knowing it. You know, Riley Cooper says the N-word, but Kanye West wants to kill somebody and YouTube it. Kill who? Your mom, my mom, your son, your, I mean, like, what, kill, like, that's crazy. And nobody has a problem with that. That didn't make national headlines that he wants to kill somebody and videotape it. What kind of satanic and sociopath? You know what I'm saying, Courtney? I mean, they're all on the same team. So, you know, they're not going to talk about what's really going on, you know, with these lyrics. It's it's really crazy out here. It really, really is through music and what we're seeing on these shows. We were just talking about love and hip-hop, that craziness. It's just getting worse and worse. Yeah. It, it, it's it's worse and worse, and it's only going to get worse. But so I mean, I, I don't know what people want me to talk about. I mean, what else can what else can we say about it? I mean, you know, Stevie J, he does what they allow him to. I mean, this is somebody who was literally just asking Mimi for head. This is I mean, how disrespectful <laughs> of a person. I mean, I mean, if you guys notice that, and I think that the last episode, he was like, yo, so I want to, I want us to be like we used to be. I want to, you know, I want to be there with you. I want to, like, you know, I want to give you stuff. I want it to be me and you. You're going to be taken care of. He's like, but I need something too. She's like, and what do you want? He's like, I'm just saying, what's up? What did he say? What did he say? Letters I forgot his seven. words. I forgot the wording. He basically asked her for, he's like, yo, I want you to suck my, you know, like, who says that? Who, he's not, off the chain. Huh? I'm sorry. I was just saying he's off the chain. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about it. You can't just 
disrespect or you can't allow yourself to be disrespected like that. And that's the funny thing. People are like, well, he's so bad. Well, how is he so bad if she just laughs it off? And that's real. I've seen women get their, their butt smacked walking down the street, you know, butt cheeks hanging out, and a man just, you know, like, oh, watch this, just smack, just smack the, smack her right on the ass. And they just turn around and suck their teeth and keep walking, you know, laugh it off. That's, I mean, that's no different from, you know, Mimi. That's why, that's the real reason why people love the show. You know, back in the day, I remember I was at this strip club. And uh, this dude, I remember it was one of those awkward things. It's even more awkward now that I'm older and in a, in a different place in my life. But this woman was, uh, you know, crawling on the bar, you know, in a crowded strip club. I'm not going to say the name of the strip club, but if you're from Philly, you probably know what strip club I'm talking about. And uh, she was just walking and crawling across the bar, you know, naked. And, and this dude was like, yo, I'm going to give you this $100 bill. And she was like, all right, here, give it to me. And he was like, "No, I, I want to smack you. You know, I want to smack it. I want to put it in your thong, but I want to, I want to, I want to smack you." She's like, "Okay, go ahead." He's like, "No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a really smack you. Like it's gonna hurt. Like I'm gonna, he's like, I'm gonna tear that ass up." That's what he said. And she was like, "All right." He's like, "You want this hundred? You know? She's like, "Yeah." He was like, "All right." And this big burly black bastard smacked this woman like on her. I, I'll never forget. It. I mean. So hard that she almost flew off the off the bar, and she had a handprint, you know, she was light skinned right right on her her right butt cheek, and but she got that hundred dollar bill. And so I, what I'm saying is, that was like the ultimate, and it's not even disrespect at that point. It's just like on a whole nother level. But there's some women out here who want what they want so badly that they're willing to do whatever they have to do. To get it, Jocelyn want, wanted Stevie. She doesn't even want Stevie J, but she just wants love so badly, and she doesn't have the confidence to go about getting it the right way. So she just wanted Stevie J because that's what he represented at that time in her life. She's willing to disrespect herself on national television by watching him give her a ring as well as another woman a ring at the same exact time. You know, Chrissy, same thing. Evelyn, same thing. I mean, how many examples of women with severe levels of self-esteem are we going to have to see before we see what's going on out here? You know, Rashida, you know, blatantly disrespected on national television. You know, Kirk, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the ultimate disrespect. Not just to cheat on your woman, but to cheat on your woman. And on, that's unprecedented. I don't think we've ever seen anything on that level of disrespect ever in the history of reality television. I mean, that was just, like, crazy. And the fact that she's going to stay with him. How, I mean, as I mean, a pregnant woman, she has so low self-esteem that she, even in after being cheated on national television, will still have sex with that man at some point, if not already. Is that not sad, Courtney? Yeah, it is. It's, it's really sad. And a lot of women feel like they, you know, in situations like that, they don't want to leave because they don't feel like they can um, do any better. A lot of us will hold on to the fact that we've been dealing with the man for a long period of time and feel like, oh, we just have to stick it out. But 
that's just more wasted time when you could just leave now and, you know, allow God to work on you so he could bless you with the man that he has for you. Right. Ah, boy, boy. Yeah, shout out to Christy. She posted on my wall the scripture that I was referring to, referring to earlier about how the word of God is like gibberish. To I remember it from a different translation, but it's the same thing. First Corinthians one eighteen, for the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. Thank you for that. That this is great. This is exactly what I was talking about. It's going to be gibberish. It's going to be foolishness. It's not going to make sense to those who are living. Who, this is this is crazy, right? I like this translation because it says those who are perishing. You're, you're not perished, perished, but you're in the process of perishing. You're on your way to hell. You're in the process of destruction. But to those who are being saved, it's the best thing in the world. It's the power of God. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Thank you for uh, for posting that. So, and that's like I said, it's uh, you know, it's it's one of the two. You know, I, I said earlier online in the week that um, you know. Relationships and dating Really, you know We think of it as complicated But it's really not complicated It's just because we choose to introduce sex And other forms of sinful behavior Into the equation Like if you look at Scrappy And, you know, Jocelyn And Mimi And, and you know, Evelyn And all these reality show chicks it, It's uh, it's unfortunate Because, uh, you know You end up being you know you're 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 perishing you know you can't have low self esteem and expect god to bless you because when you have faith in yourself and you have faith in god you don't allow yourself to be disrespected according that's something you know about is doubting yourself but still expecting the best from god and that's the same thing that these women are doing and when you're it's like when you're not getting blessed that furthers the the lack of uh, faith that you have in God, but you're not being also not being blessed because the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please Him. And so because you're, you feel as though your prayers are falling on deaf ears, then you say the heck with it, and then you just, you just go back into the world, which leads you back into the current state of perishing. What are your, any, any thoughts on that? I mean that that's so true, and and that's something I I can relate to, just like um. You know, when you make that active, that decision to actively, you know, um, build that relationship with Christ and and live for Him and represent Him, you know, the devil is not going to just sit there and just chill. You know, he's he's going to try to pull you back in, and so that's what a lot of people experience that that spiritual warfare. And although they want the blessings, you know, they're listening to the devil and and that and believing everything that he's telling them and just. Um, believing those lies, and so it, it's it's crazy how you know that happens, and a lot of us can get caught up in it, and then it's like we pull back, and you know we don't want to read the word like we used to, and but we still want the blessings, but it's like the, we're listening to the devil, and 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 that's what happens, and that's why you have to actively. Um, you a- have to actively resist that temptation, um, you know, to to fall for the tricks of the devil, and you have to resist it. And then he'll flee, and once he flees, you know, you'll see that, you know, you'll be blessed and you will experience those blessings. 
Right, and and it's unf- and so after all of that happens, after the relationship goes down the tubes, or the situation, you know, finally hits, you know, stuff hits the fan, you end up with with this very common way of thinking that we've seen from Serena Williams, we've seen it from Rihanna, and we're now hearing it from Jocelyn. And this is a direct quote. She says, "F love, I don't want it." You know what I'm saying? How Brianna had this with the when she was doing the Barbara Walters interview, discussing the Chris Brown situation. She said, "F love." Serena Williams, after she got dogged out and smutted out, smashed off by both Common and Drake, they both played with her heart and turned her to you know to the white the white people. You know what I'm saying? She said, "Well, the heck with love. I'm just gonna go out here and wild out. I'm just gonna be." Do me. She didn't say be celibate. She said, I'm just going to kind of take a break from love. And so, and it's really unfortunate. <laughs> a young woman, uh, when I posted that scripture, that I, I mean, that, that advice post earlier about not giving up on love because that's like giving up on God, a young woman said, wow, thank you for posting this. I've, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm basically right there. I'm, I'm giving up on love. I inboxed her, you know, and I, I offered her, you know, my services and said, well, look, you know, you don't have to give up on love. I actually have a history of helping really thousands of women find love, and, and, you know, and just change their way of thinking and, you know, and finding happiness. Over the last 10 years, I said, well, you know, what, would you like, can I help? <laughs> you know what she responded? And you do the same thing. You've gotten some crazy responses as well. But do you know what she said to me? What did she say? She told me, love don't live here anymore. <laughs> That's not funny. I'm sorry. But it, it was at the same time. Wow. It, and it's just, it's really sad. It's sad that that's really how a lot of women feel in today's society. And it's funny. I, I've, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not just picking on the women, but from a male standpoint, I really don't know any men who have, who have ever given up on love. I don't I know men who have gone through stages and periods of their lives where they've said, Well the heck with these chicks, I'm just gonna go out and do me but that's really not where their heart is at. There's they're mad, they're pissed off and so they'll just go out and have some fun. But deep down in the back of their mind they still want love. They're still keeping their eyes open for wifey. There's not a man out there who's really given up and I'm when I say given I mean truly given up on, on love. And uh, but a lot of women they've literally been hurt to the point where they're just done. They're just done, and it's and it's sad. And this is what Jocelyn says. She said, "F love, I don't want it," which is just not the case. And and one of the things I was gonna say is that a lot of it's unfortunate because so many women are taking their experiences that they thought were love and saying, because this is how love treated me. Or if this is what love is, then I don't want it. But that's the problem because that's not love. You're forming a negative assumption of love based on losers. So what? So when when God is you know wants to <clears throat> excuse me wants to bless you with somebody, you know you're thinking well no I don't want that because I already had that. No, you never had love. You never been in love. You don't know what love is. You know so you can't say it's because love is not a bad thing. Love is going down to Rehoboth Beach and, you know, laying up on the beach with your with your wife and your daughter and, and, and relaxing and chilling and soaking in the jacuzzi. We were all in the jacuzzi together <laughs> watching TV, chilling, me, my, my wife, and my daughter. She's playing in the bubbles. 
All those bubbles y'all saw on Facebook, she was in there chilling. That's what love is. Anyone who thinks negatively of love has never been in love, period. You thought negatively of love at one point, Courtney. Yeah, I did because I, I thought that that was love and I thought that that's what that's what love looked like and I just felt like a, a failure. Um, but, you know, looking back, I mean, it's so obvious now, but, you know, those weren't the men that God had for me. Actually, they were sent straight to me from Satan. And so after realizing that, I mean, it, it makes me feel better because I know that there are great things to come um, now that I've put God first. Right, absolutely. And in this next hour, we're going to spend some some uh, serious, a good amount of time really focusing on specifically, you know, why why will he have sex with you? We've been laying the foundation, you know, of the whole show, but specifically why he'll hit, you know, but not commit. And this is all this whole that mentality right there is the foundation of it. A lot of women out here are saying, "Why won't these men commit to me?" Well, who wants to commit to someone who has an F-love mentality? That doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, why would I, if you don't trust me, if you are still hurting because of what another man has done to you, why would I want to give my heart to you? Because when you think about commitment, that's a very powerful word. See, see a, lot of, a lot of women think that men take that word lightly, but we don't. We actually take it very seriously. You know, commitment is serious to us. That means really what we see. Commitment means we've got to update our Facebook status. We've got to bring you around our friends and our family. We've got to start making plans and adjusting our future. We've got to start doing different things in a a manner in which we're not used to doing because we're now with someone. That's a major step when it's done genuinely and authentically. Now, if it's, you know, oh, yeah, I commit to you. You're my woman. You're my girl. I mean, that's. You know, it's BS. If it's BS, then it's not going to be a major commitment or a major involve any major life changes. But when when I committed to my wife, that was a total life change. When a man commits to you, it's going to change your whole life and his whole life. It's not going to be something flimsy. It's not going to be something like Stevie J and Jocelyn got. This dude is crazy. This dude straight said, what did he say? That was I forget exactly what he said, but they were talking about He was like, she was like, so what's up? Are we going to get mad? He was like, look, you got to wait for it. He's like playing with these, these women. <laughs> he straight said, look, you got to be patient. Who says that? Who <laughs> says that? Who allows a man to say that and that be okay? Who even proposed? I mean, the whole situation is ridiculous. You can't make sense out of something that just doesn't make sense at all. But that's what we're doing. But, yeah, I mean, so, you know, that's not a commitment. Yes, they're married. Do, do we even need to do our, one of our predictions? I don't even think we need to do that. I mean, I think we all know there's an expiration date on that situation. She tried to fight him like three, four times on the show. <laughs> I mean, who does that? Who tries to fight the person at, in the midst of a proposal? Oh yeah. That was crazy. That was like the most craziest thing I've ever seen on television. I'm like, yo, the fact that he did that, it was just hilarious. And the fact that she went off on him, and he was really mad about it. You could see in his face, it was no longer a joke. He was, like, pissed off. And she was pissed off. See, certain things you can tell, a lot of people are like, that's fake. No, no, that was not fake. You understand? Like, these, a lot of that, those tears are real. Those emotions are real. And it's just, it's, 
it seems fake because it's so over the top. But if I told y'all some of these stories that I deal with on a daily basis through private counseling, you wouldn't think a lot of the stuff you guys see on TV is so outlandish and fake. This is real life. Understand that. I'm I'm back to work tomorrow. I'm doing about 10 sessions tomorrow. Trust me, these situations aren't fake. All right? But so there's, I mean, there's that with the whole, you know, Stevie J uh, and, and uh, Jocelyn situation. One of the, uh, another, you know, lesser storyline with with uh, the DJ. What's her name again, Courtney? Tracy. Tracy. Tracy and um, Drew. His name Drew. I was gonna call him Dougie Fresh, but Drew. Um, <laughs> you know, he. If you notice, they do their little like as the show was going off, they were doing little updates. They're like, oh, yeah, we're just going to be one big family, and we're going to be friends. That woman will be single forever with that arrangement. It's 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 so unfortunate. It's so unfortunate that so many women think they can be friends with their exes. And if you guys, we're not going to talk about it a lot tonight, but Google that uh, that show. Somebody posted in the group. We just did, a, I mean, one of the all-time classic episodes on platonic friends you know, Google, he, you know, said she was just a friend. On, I, mean, I forget the, how we worded it, but, yeah, that was a classic show. Where we talked about the effects of specifically women being friends with ex. Now, now see, being friends, again, we're talking about why won't he commit. See, a man will have sex with you if you have a, if you have a baby's daddy who you're, quote, unquote, friends with. That won't stop him from having sex with you. But there's really not a man out here who will be 100% comfortable with a man, with you being friends with an ex. Now, see, the key word there is 100% comfortable. No one will be 100% comfortable with you being friends with your Having a joint parenting relationship is a lot different from being friends. I counsel a lot of single mothers, and that's one of the first things I tell them. You, it's, you, you want to have a healthy and stable, safe environment for your child. Hopefully he can be a father, you know, but that should not affect your, and if done properly, it won't affect your chances of love. But if you're doing things that your friends, you don't have to be friends with your ex. Who says that? Why do you have to be friends with someone for you to raise your child with them? No, no, no. You can be cordial, but that friendship will keep you single. I promise you. No one see, and the, the only difference is there's a difference between the best men, what I call elite men, and some of these other guys out here. Because some men will settle for being 75 percent comfortable with you. I'm not one of those men. Most of the men I associate with are not those men. No one's gonna settle. I shouldn't say no one, but. You know, the man you want to be with will not settle for being 75% comfortable. I'm 100% comfortable with everything about my wife. If I wasn't, I wouldn't have got married. If there were men in, around I was uncomfortable with, situations I was uncomfortable with, I'm not getting married. But I was 100% comfortable. I am 100% comfortable. When you When you have to question someone and you don't really trust someone, who who's I mean that some men will settle for that. If the men who will settle for seventy five percent comfortability are the men 
you got to watch out for because they're going to bring their own issues to the table. I can promise you that. So, you know, just make sure. The key is making sure that there's nothing going on that would make that man uncomfortable in any way. Cut off those non-platonic friendships. I had a uh, posted uh, online. A lot of people, a couple people had some psychos had issues. Oh, speaking of which, real quick before I forget, the shirts came. There was a little bit of a delay with the Fourth of July holiday. The "Don't Be a Psycho" shirts are here. They're going out. You guys should look out for. I told y'all look out four to six weeks uh, for delivery. So you should be having them in the next week or so. Anyway, everyone who ordered them, um, they are now here. There's some some left. A couple left on clearance. They're on sale, end of the summer sale. Get them at right at trctoday.com. But um, what the heck was I was I talking about? I, was, uh, I don't know what it was. I said that if you're in a complicated, you know that whole it's complicated. If you're in a complicated or open relationship, then you're single. That's just that's just what it is. You're single. You don't know that you're single, but if it's complicated, that means it's only complicated because most likely you're having sex with him. And he's having sex with other people. So, yeah, I'd say that's complicated, you know, which is really the same thing as being in an open relationship, which really means that you're single, which is one of those things that, again, you can't expect you to be in a complicated situation with someone but expect someone else to come along and uncomplicate it for you. What kind of sense does that make? It doesn't make any, but a lot of women think that, that I mean that they think it's it's logical, you know they think that um you know yes they still have some issues that they're dealing with but if a guy can just come you know their knight in shining armor can come and save them you know from that situation then they'll be okay then they'll be able to let that other guy go once this new guy comes into the picture but the thing is the guy that that is for you the guy the man that God has for you he's not going to come as long as you still have some unresolved issues and some baggage, you know, from a prior relationship or whatever. But the men that will come will be men that will be sent to you from Satan, men that will only use you for sex, men that will, you know, leave you in a worse state than you were to begin with. That's that's what it is. Because like you said, if you're not attracting the man, and it's really impossible. It's funny. People say things, oh, nothing is impossible for God. And for the most part, that's true. But it's impossible for God to bless you with the best possible man when you're in an emotionally unavailable state to receive him. He can't do that because that would make the validity of the word, you know, that would tarnish it. You know what I'm saying? You can't. That would not be fair to anyone for him to make exceptions that go against the word of God, what he says. Bible says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains the favor of God. Well, how can you be considered a good thing that someone finds if you have a friend with benefits? If you still, or if you're carrying around baggage, that's not what the word says. If you're emotionally unavailable, then that's not a good thing. You know, I mean, you have to be that good thing. You have to, and, it, and the great thing about it is the Bible gives you a blueprint on what it means to be a good thing. <clears throat> you know, he calls it a virtuous woman. The Proverbs 31 gives you a blueprint on what that is. We walked you through it, you know, in our classic show on that. So you can't you can't blame anyone but yourself if you don't fit the mold of that Proverbs 31 woman. You you have to be a good thing. 
You have to be worthy of, of, of the praise of the best man when he finds you. If that's not the case, well, then you're not going to be found, and you're not going to be blessed by God. And in, in fact, you're going to be have men sent to you straight from the devil, which is, if you notice, a lot of you have been attracting these psychos. Like, and that's why I always ask you all, are you tired of attracting the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players? Well, if you're tired of that, well, you've got to do something to change the energy that you're projecting forth. Because all those guys are going to want to have sex with you, but they're not going to commit to you. And that's where it starts. Get out of that complicated situation. A lot of women are dealing with dudes just like, well, you know, we started out as friends. You know, we dealt with each other. We tried it out. I had to cut him off. Then he popped back up a year later. I gave him a chance. I took him back. He started doing it again. So now we're in limbo. And that's three, four years of your life wasted. I hear those stories every day, all day. I'm like, well, why don't you just cut them off? Well, because I love him. Well, I mean, first of all, that's not love. Second of all, he doesn't love you. Because in all that on and off again, on and off again, what he's not telling you is he's having sex with other women. That's the problem with the with the situation. That's what he's not telling you. You know what I mean? He's having sex with you and having, so that's what really makes it complicated. And so here's another thing that I said online in regards to commitment. I said, ladies, if he's not committing to you, it's not that he's afraid of commitment. It's that he just doesn't want to commit to you. Don't waste the best years of your life on a man who you clearly have no future with. And that's really what, you know, really summarizes, you know, what's really going on out here. You know, you see a lot of women telling men that or accusing men of being, um, you know, afraid of commitment or intimidated. And it's really none of those things. It's just he just doesn't want you, right? I mean, that's that's really what it is, isn't it? He just doesn't want to be with you. Because if he wanted to be with you, his actions would show that he wants to be with you. Would you, would you believe this woman got mad at me when I, when I posted um, – what the heck was it? I posted something – Saying that how um, the heck was it? Man, I can't even find it. But anyway, it was something basically saying that you know it was about spending time. And I said that, ladies, you know, a man is going to spend his time where he wants to spend it. I mean, he, you know, I said if that's playing video games, if that's hanging out with his friends, if that's cuddled up on a couch with you, if it's taking vacations with you. I mean, whatever it is, he's going to do what he wants to do. So I said that if he's not doing what you want him to be doing or what you feel like he should be doing, well, just understand he just doesn't want to be with you, and you should walk away. Would you believe that there are women who heard that advice and say, well, well, people spend time in in, in their own ways, and just because he's not spending time with you doesn't mean he wants to be with you. Why would you throw a whole relationship away just because he's not spending time with you? And I'm just like, yo, are you crazy? And then when I, like, so we responded, I, you know, I responded, we got into a little bit of debate, these are and the guy. You've been warned. Like, well, yo, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> I had to ask this dude. I said, yo, who do you think you're talking to? I said, do you think I care about your freaking stupid group on Facebook? I could care less. These dudes. It's like he really thought he was doing something by threatening me. Like, I'm supposed to beg. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for posting advice and the fact that you have psychos who want to debate obviously good advice. I'm sorry for responding. <laughs> I mean, I just laugh at people like that. 
You know what I mean? But anyway, um, but yeah, that that advice is real, Courtney. Is, is that was that a tough pill to swallow for you at some point when you had to realize that you know what, he just doesn't want me. Yeah, it, that it took a long time actually for me to swallow that pill because when I first heard it, I was just like, no, you know, he just he just needs some time and. You know, he, he's got to get his mind right or he's not ready for a relationship. And I, I had to just realize, like, okay, I mean, it's this long extended period of time and we're dealing with each other and there's no type of commitment. And, you know, as soon as I stop dealing with you, now magically you're in a relationship with somebody else. That's no coincidence. That just means that you didn't want to be with me. And so you went out and found found who you wanted to be with. And so I know a lot of ladies can relate to that. They stop dealing with a man and then he's engaged or married or just, in a, you know, in a relationship. And that should already let you know what the situation is. And there's nothing wrong with it if that's just not the man for you. But you have to have faith and know that there is a man out there for you that God has made specifically for you. So let these old guys go. Like It doesn't even matter. Wait a minute, Courtney. The psychos are listening right now. They're saying, well, you, well you're, just, you're just agreeing with everything he says. What was that, the show group? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, people know. They're saying that privately to themselves. Oh, okay. You know yeah. What I mean? Well, whatever. <laughs> right. But the thing about it is, guys, we're making sense. There's nothing to debate about. There's, like, nothing to, you know, like, this is actually really common sense stuff. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's actually very straightforward, and it's biblically-based advice. It's biblically-based advice, but it's also just everyday relationships. That's the great part about this show is that, you know, I keep it real. You know, I'm not some preacher or, you know, some type of old guy who knows nothing about this. I lived this life personally. Everything I'm saying is stuff I've lived. Like I said, I've been Stevie J. You know, I've done all that stuff. Everything you see on Love and Hip Hop, I've done. You understand that personally. But I can tell you how to avoid it, and I can tell you how it happens and why it happens to you and how to get the opposite of Stevie J. Because you can look at my wedding album and you can tell, I'm, you know, the way I treat my wife is not the way Stevie J is, is treating any of these chicks. Excuse me, these these women. I don't, I probably, you know, some of them don't like the word chicks. That was another thing. So I, yeah, you call women chicks. Like, what the heck are you, like, people want to focus on the, the most, I'm giving life-changing advice here. Like, I'm, this is advice we're giving is literally life-changing. And people want to worry about, you, you, you call you use the word nigger, and you call women chicks. I'm like, this goes to show you that some people are just miserable. As, I mean, just downright miserable, you know. Shout out to Lewis. He posted the uh, the classic special, She Said He's Just a Friend. It was an Advice Monday show, definitely a classic. I'm telling you all, man, any shows that, you know, he posts that we talk about, you know, you see, you know, me just posting – Listen to these. We did a show. Um, I posted. Uh, I, th- I think uh, Veronica <clears throat> was talking about uh, Diary of a uh, Tired or a, a Mad Black Woman, and so I posted the the link to the show we did on Diary of a Tired Black Man, which was to this day one of my favorite shows. I mean, to talk about that. If you haven't seen the movie, definitely see the movie. But the show we did discussing the movie was just a, one of the best Barbershop Talk Tuesdays ever, where we really talked about the issues 
the heart of the issues that men have that lead to exactly why we're not committing like you might want us to. So I'm mean, just telling you, I mean, every show, I can't stress enough, I get nothing from you listening to this show. This show is strictly for your benefit. You know, I can't stress that enough. Listen to these shows, classic information. Um, what else? One of the things I said online was you'll never be found by the right one as long as you're surrounded by the wrong ones. And that's deep. Courtney, you know about that. A lot of women will surround, I mean, just, just based off of Facebook. A lot of women will literally surround themselves with men who, you know, basically want to give them what they want attention from. Or they are happy that these men are showing them attention. So they surround themselves with men who will give their pictures the thumbs up, who will give them the, you know, you're so sexy comments, who will even disrespect them. You know, these men will disrespect them, but just because they're giving them the the attention and the affirmation that they so desperately seek, they tolerate it and allow them to remain. But how are you going to be looking for a wife and you come across somebody's page and they got men sexually propositioning them and these women are co-signing it? What kind of, I mean, who does that? Like, who, who would, who would want to be with a woman who would allow that type of talk on their Facebook page, right? Nobody, but I mean, that used to be that used to be my page too. So, and I used to love it, just getting that type of attention. I used to surround myself with men like that, giving comments and you know, gassing me up, sending me little inbox messages. Oh, you're so beautiful, and just all of that type of crap. It's like ridiculous now, like looking back on it. But back then, I enjoyed it because I just loved that type of attention, and I thought that that was good attention. I thought that, oh, these men are viewing me as their future wife, not realizing that I was being targeted for sex and how it was um, really repelling, you know, the the good men out there. People don't understand. That's, that's what's, you know, that's what's happening. You know, it's repelling, you know, the, the best possible uh, men. The men who are actually looking for for wives are looking at you and saying, "Wait a minute, I can't, you know, I I can't be with with somebody like you. I want someone who respects themselves." And so that's pretty much how that uh, how that goes. Kind of shooting yourself in the uh, in the foot. Another another situation that you know uh, in regards to why these men will have sex with you, but not commit to you. Well. I said this is uh this online a couple couple weeks ago. I said ladies actually funny thing is I didn't even post it. This is actually one of the, something I came up with that I meant to post. I'm actually going to post, but I didn't post it. Not yet. Uh I said ladies, no man wants his home to be a battlefield. I said that there's a time and a place for everything. The best women know when to be silent. And that that whole battlefield analogy is is very um, it's very applicable because there are a lot of men who literally live in a battlefield. We go out here and we have to deal with men, and you know, in society we got to deal with racism, we got to deal with corporate America and all types of craziness. But then we have to then come home to the same types of foolishness, and so it's like a battlefield. It's like, all right, you, I come home, you have an attitude about something I did two weeks ago. So I'm like, what's up? 
you you know you you're giving me the silent treatment that's been going on for like the last five days. You know, it's like it's uncomfortable. You're walking on eggs and you know eggs eggshells, pins and needles, and it's like, okay, what do I do? You know, don't let you be in a small apartment type of situation. It's like you have nowhere to go, and you can't even get away. It's like you're forced to be, you know, kids are involved. You're forced to be there, and it's no one is going to commit. Not only is he not going to commit, but you'd be lucky if he doesn't go out and have sex with somebody just to relieve the stress that you're putting him through in the home. And I'm not saying that that's right because it's not right, but I'm just saying you can't expect – to put a man through hell and to make his life a living battlefield and then on top of that expect him to commit to you and be faithful. If you look at a like, case in point, Stevie J is a bastard, using him for an example. He's a bastard. He's not a good man. That being said, you know, Mimi made his life a living hell because he was a bastard. So when he came home, he would have to deal with her flaring nostrils and her cussing and her just looking like ridiculous, always being mean and stuff because he was a bastard. And then is it was it a surprise that he went to the studio and lived in the studio and had sex with all these women, including Jocelyn, which is where we find ourselves now. He did that to get away from Mimi. But again, and again, I'm not blaming Mimi because, again, for the fifth time, he was a bastard and is a bastard. But even though he's a bastard, you, you don't... Staying with him, staying with a bastard, and making that bastard's life a living hell is only going to hurt you in the long run because all that's going to do is allow him to go or drive him into the arms of another woman, have sex with that woman, and then bring you HIV back or syphilis back or herpes back. That's the cycle that we're seeing in the black community. And then obviously the cycle will continue because... Because she was given an STD, it's just, you know, it's going to piss her off even more. And it's going to cause her to make his, like Kate, like Kirk, for example. Kirk is a bastard, you know. But because Kirk is a bastard, Rashida has been making his life a living hell. As she was in the process of making his life a living hell, he went out and smashed off two hoes, you know, in, up in the uh, freaking jacuzzi or whatever. I mean, you see, you see, are you seeing a pattern here? That's what happens. I mean, I mean, don't make me just keep going down the list. And again, cheating is not right. But again, we're talking about on this show why will men have sex with you, but not commit to you? And I'm not talking about commit in the literal sense of the word, because you can get a ring but still not have a commitment. Oh, that's deep. I just said something right there. <laughs> you can have a ring, but not have a commitment. I'm talking about why won't he give you his heart? And it's impossible for a man to give a woman his heart if she's making his life a living hell. He, it's just not going to happen. Any, any thoughts on any of that? Yeah, I just feel like um, just as a woman, I think, you know, we we find ourselves uh, often just dealing with men that we know aren't good for us. And um, instead of just walking away, we feel like if we give them enough attitude or ultimatums we feel like well that's going to make him you know um 
you know, quote unquote, act right. But it, you you don't have to do that. Like, you know, we don't have to resort to the temper tantrums and all of that. If you even get to the point where you feel like you have to constantly give ultimatums, then that should just let you know that that's not the man for you. And I think um, it just it's so much better to just walk away than to just continue to put up with the drama and, and the back and forth. It's it's just not needed. You know, be with the man that, that you know, is for you and the man that God has for you and won't have you stressed out and even feel the need to be angry because it will be a great situation. Oh, yeah, that's that's the key right there. Courtney, you're killing it tonight with this advice, man. I mean, absolutely great advice. And that's really what Thanks. it is. If If you have to be mean or be negative or make his life hell because of his actions, well then what does that tell you you need to do? Like I mean, you got women who will give a man the silent treatment but still have sex with him that same in in the midst of that attitude. I mean, is that not crazy, Courtney? Yeah, but that's I mean that's how it happens. You know, like that Jody and uh what the heck baby boy Yvette. type of yeah. yeah, Yvette, there you go. Like, how are you going to be mad at somebody but still let them go down on you? I mean, what the heck? <laughs> you know, and, and then go back to being mad. You know, that DMX from Belly type of uh, situation, getting smashed off in the midst of the argument. See, but the thing about it is a lot of women like that type of stuff. I mean, who are we kidding? Some women like getting gripped up. Some women like getting choked out. And then, you know, I'm just saying, some women really enjoy that. Not all, but you know, many women they they love that because they never had a father to grip them up and tell them, yo, just shut up, stop that noise, stop that complaining, go clean your room, wash the dishes, do this, do that, put some clothes back on. They never had that that male father figure. I had to tell my daughter she's get she's two years old now. She's in that terrible two stage. Tell her to do something. She's like, no, no. I'm like, oh no, oh no. You gotta do. You know what I'm saying? But they need that. They will love that as they get older, or when they get older, they will look back on. They don't. She didn't like me, you know, disciplining her, or you know, or even saying, you know, this is what you're gonna do. But she'll thank me one day. And so, because a lot of women grew up without a father, you know, as children, they look. They specifically target men who they can see as a father figure. Or men who are actually bastards because that's how they remember their father. And so either way, they're targeting men who are who are not the best possible men, you know. And they're wondering why it's not, you know, working out the way that they need to. That's why I speak so much about men. People, I, mean, I don't know what people think this is. I mean, I talk about men all the time. We talk, I talk about the importance of of men being great men and being great fathers in in the homes. You know, I mean, you, you, these women need that. I said, fathers, give your daughters love and attention so they won't have to seek it later on on Facebook and Instagram. I mean, there's some straight-up Instagram hoes on here. I remember I was on, uh, on uh, we, you know, we did our our interview. I did my interview with Buffy the Body. Shout-out to everybody who tuned into that. I interviewed Buff, Buffy the Body. If you guys don't know who she is, she's basically the most successful, you know, urban model, really, of all time. In the black community, and we I interviewed her, you know, about a year ago at this point, and uh, she was saying, I was asking her like, yo, how do you, um, you know, how has the game changed, you know, the video game and the modeling industry changed 
back from when you were doing your thing. And then she was like, well, nowadays, she said, back in the day, if you were a model, you got paid for being a model. She was like, you know, you got your magazine covers and you, you did your appearances and people paid you for different things. But nowadays, you got women giving their bodies away, giving their looks away, giving what you're taking pictures through Instagram and Twitter and Facebook for free. So it's like there's no respect there. They're not even doing it from a monetary standpoint. They're just doing it just to do it. And she was just saying that that's the, you know, they're just doing it for attention, basically. And so that attention that women are seeking, trying to be fake Instagram and Twitter models, is the same attention they want from from uh, their fathers. My daughter, and I see it. It's amazing. I do, I've been talking about this stuff for years, but I'm I'm seeing it firsthand. It's a, it's a, so amazing. My daughter is two years old. She's in this stage now. She's like, look, Dada, look, 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 Mama, look, Dada. And, like, she will literally come grab me and take me over to whatever it is she wants me to look at. Look, 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 look at me. Look at this. Look at that. She was, We built some blocks today. She got some blocks for her, her birthday. And so now we, we built a whole, I'll, I'll put them on Instagram, big old, she's like, you know, builds freaking castles at two years old. Made out of blocks She's like look That's all these kids want Is attention When the father is not there My wife will be sitting right there She doesn't go over there She's like look dada She wants my attention She wants the male attention It's great to have You know The approval of mom But These kids need their fathers And when you don't get that Later on All hell breaks loose You know about that right Courtney Yes Yes, yes, I do. I can definitely, um, you know, relate to actually, you know, not having the dad around and and how the effects that had on me and just wanting just wanting that attention and, and wanting to be noticed and wanting to be told I was beautiful because I, you know, I didn't believe that in myself because I didn't I didn't hear it a lot from my dad because you know he wasn't around like that. You know, had a, a drug addiction and all of that, so I didn't really get that. I had that privilege of having my dad around. So, yeah, I was looking to the no good men to provide that for me. And and men can pick up on when women have daddy issues and they, they'll fall. I mean, they'll let the woman feel like they're interested and give them all those compliments because they, they can tell that, that we're searching, searching for love and attention. That's You know, Courtney, that's exactly it. It's like the same way dogs can spot fear, you know, uh, sharks. Can smell blood in the water. These eagles can spot a wounded animal from like you know thousands of feet away. They just look down and see that you're wounded and swoop down and destroy you. And it's the same thing. Men see your vulnerability. If you're if you if you're posing on Facebook with your with your breasts out, you're posing in a bikini. I mean, you're going to attract men who want to have sex with you, and they're not going to want to commit to you. Why would anyone want to pose in a bikini and expect men to take them seriously? That's not what men look for, you know, in a wife. That's what we'll look for in a jump off, in a, in a sex toy. And, you know, I didn't forget about, we're going to talk about the differences between, you know, because it's all a lack of commitment. But, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. But one thing I'll say, I, I, it was an interesting observation. I said online that, you know, men will, some men will spend literally thousands of dollars on hoes who don't give a damn about them, but they turn into, they turn into cheap bastards when it comes to women 
who would literally give their last dime to support them. And I said to step your game up, fellas, because we do give a, a lot of we you know a hard time to the the hoes and the the women who don't respect their bodies and the you know the women who are out there being you know fake models and you know showing off the exposing themselves and things like that. But the reality is, you know, there are actually a lot of good women out here. I mean, you know, there are few and far between, but there there's some really good women out here. You know, good girlfriends out here who unfortunately would be great wives to the best possible men, but just, you know, unfortunately get, end up giving their bodies to the wrong men, their hearts to the wrong men, so they never get that opportunity. And it's, it's unfortunate to see good women done wrongly by these, these weirdos and these losers because it just messes. It turn, we did a show a couple of years ago entitled Good Girl Gone Bad, you know, classic show where we, you know, broke down you know the the cycle of how the good girls turn bad. You know we talk about the hoes, but it's like, how did you become a hoe? Because nobody starts out as a hoe. Nobody starts out as a stripper. Nobody starts out with low self esteem. That happens at some point. So it was that was actually a pretty good show. We did another show entitled around the time when Little Wayne's song How to Love came out, where the video was all about you know women that girls stripping. We did a whole just Google that. Google how to love on the Day Don Tolbert show. I just think of these shows randomly. Thousands of great, I mean, we're not thousands, but well over a thousand classic shows are just good information. You know, utilize this stuff. There's a topic for every, uh, or a show for every topic. I, I can promise you. Uh, but what else? Um, what else? I mean, so there was that about the fellas. Um, let's talk about these jump-offs, Courtney. You, said you, you expressed some confusion about <laughs> the difference between a booty call, a jump off, a friend with benefits, and why certain women, you know, are not being committed to? What specific questions could I, you know, answer? No, I just wanted to know the difference between a, a summer jump off and a winter one. That was my question because I feel like it's oh. all the same thing, it's just different seasons. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, here's <laughs> the difference. Here's the, the summer. Good question. Excellent question. You got the summertime, and I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you guys back to the life of a player because I think back about me and the homies. We used to roll out like five or six deep. And when you see the summertime, I mean the spring going into the summer are, are months where you, 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 know, you get the car washed every week. You probably got some nice tires on there. You keep your hair, I mean, you do that anyway, but I'm just saying you keep yourself fresh. You're in the gym, you know, you're playing basketball, you know, you're, you're, you're keeping yourself up. You want to be out. You just want to be out and about. You're out throughout the day, whether you're at work, after work, you're going to these happy hours, you know, uh, you know, the weekends, Friday night, you're out. I mean, it's still 70 degrees, 80 degrees out. You know, you just want to be outside. You want to enjoy the nice summer air, top down or whatever it is that you're doing. Uh, Saturday night, you know, I mean, you're just out. The cookouts, the barbecues. And so think about it. When you're out, you're not just out to be out. You're out interacting with people of the opposite sex. You know, so the summertime is a time when you're going to be out in the clubs at the letouts till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. That type of lifestyle is not going to be conducive 
to having someone, a, a cuddy buddy per se. Because, you know, when you have a, a cuddy buddy, when you have a friend with benefits, which is a lot different from a booty cause we're about to talk about, you have to spend time with them. And that's not what this summertime is about. You don't really want to spend, you're not going to be laid up with people because, again, you're going to want to be out. You know, so yeah, you're going to do what you do. You're going to get your sex in, you know, but it's going to be in and out. You know, it's like, all right, you come over, you're out. I stop by your crib, I'm out. You know, you go back to doing what you're doing. You know, now that's the summer months. That's when it's nice out. So your relationships are going to be more so very casual. Booty, that's where you have a lot of booty calls. Okay? Not even so much jump off. It's a lot. I mean, you know, we'll talk about that, but more so just straight booty calls. It's just booty, just sex, in and out, boom. Now, in the, you know, the 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 fall is when you see what we have. You know, late late summer, going into the fall is when you have what you call jump offs. Now, a jump off, guys, is someone who you're going to deal with. On an ongoing basis, but it's not just a booty call. It's more so someone who may sleep over, but that's it. I mean, it's like when I say sleep over, booty calls, it's no sleeping over. You're just in and out, boom. Jump offs, you may spend the night, but then you're going in the morning. And it's just like that's just what it is. It's like, all right, come over, pack a bag. We do what we do. You move. You, you're going, you know, next the next day, no later than 9, 10 o'clock the next morning. That's just like a jump off. You call them up and it's you, you both know what it is. You keep it moving. That's what you see a lot of in the the fall, because you know it's getting a little chilly out. You want someone, you know, you don't want to kick them out, but at the same time, you don't want to be laid up with them all day either. Now the the friend with benefits is is where the the winter is is going to. You're going to want that in the winter time. When you're in the winter months, you know, October, November, like when it's colder out, you know, January, February, but certainly, you know, before Valentine's Day comes around, but those those months, you're going to want someone like Courtney, you said you were, that's what you were used for. See, you're a good woman. See, like you're cool. What I mean by like, like some women aren't cool. Some women have no conversation. Some women, they you know, they may just have a nice body, and that's it. It's like you don't even want to have anything. You may they probably have the attitude. You don't want to have anything to do with them other than sex. So that's why they're like more so for the summer months. But when you every and I'm just being honest, back when you know, back in the day, you wanted a cool you know, you know what excuse the language, but what we call it back in the day, a down ass chick. And and a and a down ass chick was just someone who was cool, she was around you could go to her crib. You can lay up with her. She could cook a good meal. You might be able to go to if it was a movie you wanted to come that came out. You wanted to go see. You could y'all could go to the movies. You know you might want to just go to her peeps' cribs for the cookout or whatever it was. But that was just like your friend with benefits. You knew, and there was always some reason that you you know you guys would agree upon that was the you know the reason the official reason why you could never be together or couldn't be together at that point. You know, but, you know, you always, you know, give her the hope and the illusion that it would somehow, you know, later on develop into that. But I guess to answer your question, Courtney, it was because, it's all about the personality. You're cool. 
you know, back in the, I don't, I mean, I didn't know you back in the day, but I'm just saying, if I, if you were anything like I know now, it's like, you know, you weren't like, you didn't have an attitude, you weren't like a psycho, I mean, you know, somebody could chill with you and have a good time, yeah, you might have some sex, but aside from that, you could also chill, and that's what we were looking for, let's say you had your own place, that was also an ideal situation for a friend with benefits, whereas someone in the summer months, you're not even thinking like that. You don't need. It doesn't matter if they have their own crib, because it's just like, hey, I just want to get it any way I can, in and out. And I hope this is being. I hope you guys are listening and really taking notes, because everything I'm saying is, trust me, this is coming from straight from personal experience. Understand, <clears throat> understand that. A lot of uh, women nowadays are, you know, professional women, independent women. They're wondering, like, wait a minute. Why I'm a good woman. I I'm, I go to church. I, I'm educated. I have a degree. I work. You know, I own place. Why am I being targeted? Well, exactly. That's why you're being targeted because you have everything that a great uh, friend with benefits would bring to the table. It's the perfect situation. You're educated. You're cool. You can cook. You have a conversation. You can chill. You know, not a lot of drama. Lay up at your crib. Watch your cable. Boom, perfect situation. Valentine's Day rolls around. April, May hits, you know, Memorial Day rolls around. It's ready for, I'm ready for the trip. I can come up with a reason, pick a fight with you, and it's a wrap. And then, you know, later on, make up with you. That's just the cycle. Courtney, am I making any sense? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, that, I mean, it makes sense now because I, I didn't think it was a difference between, you know, um, somebody in the summer and the winter, but that makes perfect sense. Everything you just described is what was going on. You know, the, you know, being at the crib and yeah, with sex going on, but you know, also just chilling, watching TV, making drinks, cooking, stuff like that. Um, and it was just like, yeah, and I, I get it. Like that was an ideal situation for him, and, and that makes sense. And I had my own place, and yeah. And and that's what it is. You know, I mean, who, who think about it, ladies. Because the whole, you know, the whole situation, a lot of these men may live at home, or a lot of these men, like myself back in the day, I had a, uh, you know, a bachelor pad, but, you know, if, if a lot of women, you guys are thinking in the totally wrong way. You're thinking that just because he doesn't want to have you over his place means he has a girlfriend or he's married or he lives at home with his parents. A lot of times, it's, sometimes that's the case, but more often it's, it's actually none of the above. He just doesn't want you at his crib. He just doesn't want – he wants to be able to control the time that you spend together. You know, he wants to be able to control when you come, <laughs> when you leave, right? And and he wants to be able to dictate when he sees you. When he doesn't want to have to feel like, all right, how am I going to get this chick out of here? You know, I mean, like, okay, do I have to, you know, do the old trick in the book, text a friend, tell him to call me, tell him he's stranded somewhere, and so I got to go pick him up. You know, I mean, that whole thing, that works. But I mean, like, who wants to go through all that? You just don't want to deal with it. So what do you do? Well, you find a woman with the perfect bachelorette pad, you know, the bathroom with the candles in it, the nice clean uh, shower curtain, the nice the sheets that are always fresh. I mean, I don't know. Y'all sheets are always just fresh. I mean, what the heck is that, Courtney? I mean, them sheets, uh, uh, something like a woman's, the way y'all keep y'all cribs, man, it's like the bathrooms are always clean and much cleaner than ours in the kitchen, and it's always just beautiful. You walk in, it just 
smells like the Glade plugins, and it's just like it's just so warm and inviting. It makes us want to just come over and chill. But then again, you guys already know that, don't you, Courtney? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because my my place was immaculate. It was like so perfect. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. That's the, and that's all part of the game, ladies. It's it's you think, wow, okay. I'll make my place as warm and inviting as possible so he won't want to leave. And if he doesn't want to leave, then what we, you know, it won't just be sex. It'll actually be a relationship, and then it'll go turn into love, and then we'll live happily ever after. But that is not how it happens. Ladies, understand something. And this is probably the most important thing. We've given you guys some classic information tonight, but this is probably the most important thing I'll say all night. And and that is, it is 100% impossible. And I very rarely, you know, put that 100% out there, but there's no chance in of being viewed in a purely sexual manner and then having that man change how he views you and have, have that morph into love. And him viewing you as a wife, that's that that will never happen. I, I can I can guarantee you that. Now, a lot of people are saying, "Wait a minute, Tadon, you don't know what you're talking about because my cousin's sister's, you know, cousin's, you know, niece, you know, they're they're now married, and you know that that's that's that was her story. They started out as just like, give that some time, ladies. The only things that matter are that that work out truly is when he starts out viewing you as a wife, as a potential wife. If he starts out, once you get put into that sex category, once you, you know, you let him blow your back out and you he sees all those those sex faces that you make and, you know, you look totally different and, you know, and it's funny. I talked to someone, we were just talking about this, me and the homies the other day. I'm like, yo, man, what's up with these women? Like, Every having sex with somebody and it's just like they look totally different than they did, you know, normally and it's like, wow. And it's funny, we would talk about that from a from a I guess from a worldly perspective back in the day, but now knowing what I know about just spirits and think different things of that nature, it that's what it is. It's it's a it's a sexual spirit that comes over people and specifically in this case, certain women. When you're going I mean hopefully yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Because, like, you know how you act now or you act maybe in the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group when you're posting those scriptures? You look and talk and conduct yourself totally different when somebody's hitting it from the back. I mean, I'm just saying, right, Courtney? <laughs> I mean, we're not we, – we're all grown here. When you're backing <laughs> that thing up into somebody, when he's ha- making you have an orgasm, you're not talking about some John 3.16. You're not talking about Matthew 10.22. You know what I mean? It's a whole different look on your face, and what I'm saying is that is the the spirit, the that sexual spirit, that orgasmic spirit that that overtakes you, and that spirit is what prevents him, and will prevent him from ever looking at you in any other way. That's what you have to understand. That spirit is now on you, and that's what we see. We can't see past that. We will never see past that. So you're probably saying, well, what do you do? Well, that's the whole thing. You don't have sex with these men. You don't allow that spirit to overtake you. That way, he can actually see you for you. 
that spirit acts as a some type of force field that prevents him from seeing you in any other way, and it will. Ne- there's nothing that can change that. The entire time that he knows, that's why a lot of you are wondering, like, wait a minute, I've been dealing with this guy for five years, and he still treats me the same way he treated me. How come my feelings for him have changed, but his feelings for me have not changed? Well, because that spirit is allowing him to only see your face buried in the pillow. You understand that? That's it. When you're squeezing his, now let me chill, let me chill, I don't want to go too far. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I'm about to be really vocal with y'all, man. And descriptive, because y'all need to know that I know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Courtney, you know, I mean, we're all grown here. You know, and and y'all don't need me to be descriptive. I'm just saying, whatever the thing that you do to him, you know what I'm saying, that is how he's going to see you. He doesn't see the emotion behind those things that are on your end. So if you're thinking that you're going to start out as a booty call, graduate to jump off, get promoted to friend with benefits, and then all of a sudden, you know, hopefully one day become his wife, you know, you got another thing coming. And it's it's not only is it logical from a worldly perspective, but it's logical from a biblical perspective because when you, you know, if you if you know anything about what the word says about fornication and sex, and you know, and all those things. I mean, God hates those things. He hates all forms of sin. So you can't expect Him to bless you with love when you're living in a in a sinful state. If you're in an emo- un- emotionally unavailable state, well, then you're only going to attract men from sent from the devil to destroy you. So you, so it's it's ridiculous to think that a man sent from the devil to destroy you is going to then become magically. The man that God is, it's impossible. It's either one or the other. He can't be both. He doesn't go from being a man sent from Satan to destroy to the man that God, I mean, it's, no. It's not how it works. That's like a Toyota turning into a Mercedes-Benz magically. How is that going to happen? No, it doesn't. So, any any thoughts on that, Courtney? Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about, it's it's kind of, it's really sad how, you know, a lot of women will go into a situation with the man and they'll give their body to him and thinking that, okay, since they had sex, you know, it's going to progress into something more and, you know, I feel like, oh, you know, we shared just we shared the sexual experience and it was great and and it is crazy, like you think that what you're doing with that man is intimate and it's just between you two, but everything that's going on in the bedroom, especially really in the situation where you're being viewed as a jump off, like in that type of situation, everything that's going on, all the faces you're making, everything you're letting him do to you, he is sharing that with his friends and it's just becoming like a running joke and you don't even know it. And so many women are allowing themselves to be played by these men and allowing themselves to uh, continue to be disrespected by these men. And that's why it's so important to not even have sex at all until you get married. Right. Looking on Twitter right now, this guy's name is The Humble Hustler. Interesting. (laughs) What's up with these people, man? You know, you know, leave those guys alone, man. Leave those types of guys alone. A lot of these men... You know, who seemingly have a lot going for them and seemingly could be that special guy, you know, it's it's not it. You know, unless he is, you can tell and it's abundantly clear that he's a man sent from God to love you, leave him alone because it's not worth it in the end. 
You can't change somebody. Can't make somebody into a husband. He has to want that for himself. One of the things I said online before we get ready to get out of here, you know, again, we're talking about you know, how to get a man to commit and why won't he commit. Well, I said, ladies, if you want to be the wife of a godly man, an elite man, go through all your Facebook pictures, take down the bikini pictures, take the tongue ring out, get rid of the nipple piercings, take down the ass shots, Remove the pictures of you with random men with their hands strategically placed all over you. Take down the duck faces. Take about, take down all of that stuff. Have some respect for yourself. I said that the best men are looking for the classiest and most respectable, virtuous women of substance. And would you believe I posted that in, like I said, all these groups, all these groups, and, and in spite of all that advice, the one woman said, what did she say? She, she focused on one, well, what's wrong with, with the duck face? Well, no, no, she, oh, wow. no, nobody said that. No, I'm sorry, nobody said that. She said, what's wrong with blowing pictures at the camera or blowing kisses at the camera? You know, but well, that's the duck face. That's what a duck face is. You're blowing a – I cannot stress how stupid that looks and how unattractive that looks. I mean, it's weird. it's it's amazing because it's like I can't even think of anything worse that a woman could do while taking a picture than that. It's just like the most horrible thing you could do. And and it's funny, y'all have no idea how these men are are, are laughing and joking and, and making fun of women who do the, make that stupid face at the at the camera. It look, I mean, I cannot stress enough. It looks so stupid. And and it will you will have no respect whatsoever from any man who sees that. I can almost guarantee you that because I've been in the barbershops in a room full of 20, 30 men all talking about how ridiculous that looks and how they see women, how they treat women, who they see doing that. And in spite of that, women will still, I still go on my my Facebook pages and see countless numbers of women with their pages filled with duck faces and thinking that it's like somehow sexy. And it's just like, you know, weaves and duck faces, man. It's, there you go. That's like the black community right there. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. And not saying black people women are the only ones who do it, but, you know, I mean, who really has a whole bunch of white friends on their face? I mean, nobody, see, that's the thing. Nobody cares about white women who wear weaves. Every That's like the first thing people, women will say. Well, what about these white women who wear weaves? I mean, what about them? Who cares? These men don't even want to be with white women. They want a nice, good old black woman who they can love. That's what these men want. We love black women. We want a black woman. The only reason a man usually will date outside of his race is out of frustration. That's it. It's out of frustration because we feel as though, or a lot of men, they feel like, I can't find what I'm looking for. So you can't, you can't if you go to a store looking for something, you can't find it, what are you going to do? You're going to go to another store. Hopefully you find it there. If you don't find it there, you go to another store. But th- what you're not going to do is give up on it and say, okay, I just don't need that or I don't want that anymore. No, you're going to keep looking, and you're going to find it wherever you can find it. If that's black, if that's white, if that's Asian, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, you know, Indian, got a buddy who married an Indian woman. I mean, they, listen, these guys don't care. These guys are taking these trips and they're bringing women back. 
straight getting their papers. I, I know one guy, he did all the research. It was going to cost him five $5,000. Lawyer said, look, I, I know what everything you want me to, He was going to bring one back from the Dominican Republic. He got all the research together. Lawyer told him five thousand. I'll get your paperwork. That'll you know that's not including the flight or anything. That's just the green card, paperwork, everything you, she'll need to be legal. And that's what these men are doing. Can you believe that, Courtney? Wow! Wow! Well, 5, I mean, yeah, yeah. five thousand for a wife. That's it. Wow! And, and I'm just saying, can you imagine that? Imagine. Listen, there's a reason I know this stuff. These men are talking, guys. Okay, I talk to men every single day. All these topics, all these posts, where the heck do you think they come from? They come from my personal experiences as well as the the personal experiences of literally hundreds of other men that I've personally spoken to who are saying the same exact things that I'm saying. There's a reason why you don't see a lot of men who aren't homosexual debating you know, because any, I mean, you know, the stuff I'm saying is like common sense to any straight man looking for a wife. Nobody likes weaves. Nobody likes duck faces. Nobody wants to wife up a hoe. I mean, this is like common sense amongst men. You know, I was just talking to somebody the other day. He was like, yo, what's up with all these women in the black community? It's like, what, they don't work out? I'm like, yo, it's crazy. I mean, and, and that's the thing. I'm not saying everybody, but... That is something that he said. That's not even something I said. He asked me, he's like, yo, how come they're not working out? What's up with these guts? And then we started, that's how we got on the weave. I said, well, really, a lot of women don't like to work out for the sole purpose of they don't want to sweat out that $300 weave they just put in. That's, I mean, you know, it makes sense. A lot of women of other races, they're not so much concerned about their hair because they can just go wash it. That's why they're not, you know, they're working out. That's why you're seeing more, you know, more fit, you know, women of other races. And in many cases, not all, but I'm just saying, these, these are things that, these are conversations. So whether they're true, whether they're not true, whether you agree or disagree, you don't want to be a part of that conversation no matter what it is, whether it's the attitudes, whether it's working out, whether it's um, the duck faces, the sex, you know, just be different. You know, represent yourself. Represent Jesus Christ. Be a virtuous woman, and then you won't have to listen to a show like this entitled, He'll Hit, But Won't Commit. That won't even apply to you, you know. Although, obviously, every show applies to someone in some way, but you get my point. It's not something you have to worry about. I could talk all night, man. I'm so excited to be back. You know what I mean? I knew tonight was going to be a three-hour show. Like I said, we're going to come back tomorrow night, most likely for a much shorter show. But I think I've decided I want to, we're going to do the race relations show, not tomorrow, but tomorrow we want to just talk about the ner- the term nigger. You know what I mean? Look out, I'm going to do a cool flyer for that. But, yeah, just because just, that, that, that word carries a lot of power still in today's society. You know, and it will be a good introduction to our larger show on race relations a little bit later on in the, in the week, but I, I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. As we, you know, are just about out of time, what uh, last-minute thoughts or words of wisdom do you have for the people, Courtney? My advice would be um, just to not settle for, you know, less than you deserve. So if you know that you want to become someone's, you know, wife in the future. 
don't resort to, you know, the the jump-off situations and the friends with benefits because you know that's not what you want. Love yourself and don't be afraid to walk away, even if that means that you're going to be alone for a little bit. Spend that time with God, and he'll send you the person he has just for you. Excellent, excellent. Everybody, I appreciate you all for listening. If you want, you know, to schedule a free emotional availability assessment, all of the things here, understand, I know you see the flyers, I know you you know, you know, see what that term means, but just if, you, if you're unfamiliar, if you're attracting the liars, the dogs, the cheaters, and the players, you're single, you can't figure out why you're single, what you do is you schedule a free emotional availability assessment that either myself or Courtney does, and what we do is we, we take a look at everything. Everything, we take a look at what's going on currently, we take a look at what's going on in the past, we take a look at your Facebook profile, we take a look at everything, and, and the, the, you know, through doing all of those things, that will tell us exactly why, either whether you're going to attract the man that God has for you, or the man that the devil has, uh, the devil has sent to destroy you. So to do that, you want to email either Daydon at trctoday.com or Courtney at trctoday.com, or you can call toll-free anywhere in the world to 855-55-DAYDON, and we can really um, you know, start the process of, of finding love. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, the, uh, the Don't Be a Psycho shirts will be going out this week, so you guys can look out for them. Uh, if you haven't already got yours, they're nice. They're great quality, great material. Uh, get yours today at trctoday.com. My book is in stores now. If you haven't got it already, The Love We Had, you can get that on Amazon. And uh, everyone's favorite book. Uh, what else, man? You know, get the two-disc CD. You know, What Women Need to Know What Don't Want to Hear. Great. It's done very well over the last couple of years. Get that. And um, that's it, man. Courtney, excellent job tonight. You know, thank you. Definitely. You know, the best way to shut up a hater is to just kill him with classic, classic advice, confident advice. You know, Courtney knows what she's talking about. You don't hear the the haters and the psychos calling into the show because you know it's nothing to debate. You know, so and you know, I, I appreciate you all for listening. I can't promise I'll never go away on vacation and leave you all for a week, but, you know, those days will be few and far between. So we're back live tomorrow, so I promise you tomorrow and uh, all week is going to be classic. So thanks for listening, and I will see you all tomorrow night. Peace.
Meditate on the motivation Validate on to overcome and rock your world mm. Meditate on the motivation 